let's uh, let's get started, guys. That was a nice 13 minutes of just talking about film, which I like. Boom. I also watched The Last Black Man in San Francisco uh, this morning and last night. Phenomenal film. Cool. My favorite film this year. I don't know. Oh, interesting. I never even heard of it. Oh, it's great. I'm not even familiar with the director or the actors, but it is just solid. Yeah, sweet. I've been I've been kind of like mulling it over, like some of the themes that were there and present, but like not directly expressed. Kind of like uh, "Be Kind Rewind." Yeah, that film with Most Def and um, Jack Black that came yeah. out. It's like there's a lot of really interesting themes there. Per hour. I don't even know how to introduce uh, this one. Just like we always do it, right? Crazy ADA. Thought Jordan was doing Oh yeah. Well, we we gotta introduce the podcast. We're the hosts and shit. Bet it up. All right. Yes. Hello. No, I want to come in a little harder than that. Peace <laughs> to the gods. I am Mega of the Mega Late Show podcast, and I'm here as per usual with Late, and we are the number one hip hop and dope culture podcast in the world. At least in Tokyo, guaranteed, but per- perhaps the world, potentially the world. Moved definitely. Up. Definitely? I don't know. We haven't done all the I math I want to say yet. we're the number one Tokyo hip-hop podcast in the world. <laughs> undoubtedly. <laughs> undoubtedly. <laughs> undoubtedly. But yes, uh, again, I think this is episode number 88. I believe so. Oh, and it came together so magically. We didn't plan for this at all. Yeah, sometimes well, the we ether did. just makes Yeah, you know. And uh, we're recording on a Sunday, which is a little bit strange for us. feels a little strange, but I'm liking it a lot, as well as this beat. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to our sponsors. Just giving them a shout-out. You know, I don't need to Not say gonna name names them. and shit. But <laughs> shout-out to all of them for doing their stuff and, and, and supporting us. And all of our listeners, shout-out to them. I'm not going to give anybody any shout-outs anymore. It's That's fine. the last shout-out we're Those giving were for the good, podcast. Those were good shout-outs, man. You nailed hey, it. I want to give a shout-out to you. We've got our good friend Jordan Apes Smith here in the building, and you guys may recognize him from an episode that came out last year. Thanks. So. Right? Last so. year, editor for Tokyo Poetry Journal, MC extraordinaire, longtime homie of the homie D. Dallinger. I said I wasn't going to give any more shout-outs, so Dallinger, what up? Enjoy no that. shout out. But that's an MLS <laughs> member. <laughs> yeah, he is. He, is, he hasn't been here for a while. Yeah. I want Sorry. you to guess hmm. the range of Jordan's episode. Where where it falls? Episode 30, 40, 50, 60s. I would guess 40s. I'm going to guess 50s. 50s? Can we do let's 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 have our intern. 42. 42? Yeah, get in it. Let, let's see. I'm going to have our intern pull that information up and get 39. Back to oh, man. You guys have been busy. 39. Wow. Do you know what month that came out? Ju- July. Okay. So it's like a, year, a little yeah, over a year ago. A little more than that. But God good. Damn, we've been yeah, busy. Go, go back and fuck? check that out. And before we introduce our guest, who Jordan was uh, kind enough to help facilitate this link 
Uh, I want to see, man, what's up with the project. I know the rap album's finished. You've been trans. You've been put assembling all of the lyrics and creating a, a book that you plan on releasing with it. Is this coming out anytime soon? Yeah, I just got a publisher actually um, to work with it as a poetry volume. It's going to be paired with a bunch of art from Japanese artists like Ikeda Manabu, uh, Aida Makoto, and a bunch of others. And mm. um, so it's the art and the lyrics publishes a book, and then the album will drop um, one song at a time starting next month. Oh, the book I'm will be so out happy. like early next year. Yo, congratulations, man! I'm Thank super you. happy to, uh, you know, Dallinger. Let me give a, a louder applause drop. Hold on. Dallinger has been telling me about it. I've been excited to hear it. Our listeners better be excited as well. That's right. Dope. I'm yeah, excited. yeah. End when, of an era. Yeah, we'll have to get you back on to talk about that when it finally drops, if, if we can. Also, uh, you introduced me to uh, the homie the other day, Christopher Mosdell. Oh, yeah. I've been meaning to talk to Late about him because I'd like to get him on the podcast. So amazing, I amazing lyricist. Worked with uh, Yellow Magic Orchestra, Sakamoto Ryuichi, Michael Jackson, bunch of people. I was scrolling through his little uh, Facebook timeline. I was like, yo, who is this magical human being? He, dude, he is deep. His experience is bottomless. Man, the okay. more I hear about him, the more I'm like, you did yeah. that too. You, you yeah, met him as well, I met, right? I met him briefly the other day. Came yeah. to your show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, his 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 new poetry book is impressive. Yeah. So hopefully you guys get to check that out soon. And without any further ado, I would like to go ahead and introduce our guest. He's currently in Tokyo with. Let, let me let you handle I'll do that. This. I'll yeah, do this. Let, handle that, please. Yes, you said he was brought to you by the Ether. Um, I'm happy to be one atom of that Ether. It has been so amazing getting to know this guy. Um, well, I can call him by various names. I call him Misha. Um, Misha Dobak. He is visiting from Toronto. You might know him by his visual artist's name, Mad Dog Jones. Dun, dun, dun. Mad Dot Dog Dot Jones. On Instagram. Oh. And he is um, he's in town, been in town for a few weeks. He's heading out pretty soon, but we caught him in time for this show. He's got this, sh this, uh, this show of amazing, amazing art at the Diesel Art Gallery in Shibuya. Just one amazing. It is <laughs> it singular is amazing. Many amazing arts. Yes. Oh, the one in um, Shibuya. Yeah. 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 On ah, Meiji Dori. Okay. On Meiji Dori. Just a block from the station. Bet. It's yeah. an amazing show and it's running until November 14th. It's That's free. Right. Drop by. There's dope merch. Um, there's like almost nothing left of the actual art pieces um it's been a we got, some posters. we got some posters that's right some oh. brand new limited edition posters that came in are they like american size posters or they are like american size. Like 20 I for the guys i know we'll, yeah we'll, we'll try I'll to get you guys one yeah i'll hook yeah, it up for sure thank you brother actually i was going to speak to you about that because i was hoping you would toss me a high resolution jpeg or something that i could blow up and cover this entire wall as i did with this and that that would be cool if you would allow me to do uh, that dude, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 jordan's got all the files so we, yeah. we can we can definitely coordinate yeah 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 i've got like a weird ring there we go all right but yeah um super happy and hyped to see you here in the studio with us and also check out your work i haven't been to the gallery yet i was gonna go friday but instead i went yeah, to we went, check we you out at, at, at yeah, nerd yeah. night where you did a talk about kind of uh, your process yeah. uh with this art I, everybody as you are listening to this just pull up your instagram and pull them up you'll you'll see what type of tremendous artwork he's doing it is 
difficult for me to explain, but I see uh, the word cyberpunk tossed around a lot, and yeah. I get why that aesthetic is there. Um, I don't know if that's something that you would call it, or if it's just something that people use to frame your style. Yeah, like having singular words to describe anything is kind of like limiting. So like, there's definitely elements of cyberpunk, sure. Um, some of it's just kind of like just a color study. Right. Some of it's a bit more like some of this is a bit more uh, moto sports kind of base. I got a lot of like motorcycle helmets mm -hmm. going on, stuff like that. And uh, some of it's just like nice sunsets, like cool reflective light. And, you know, like it doesn't have like there's not like a lot of like spaceships and weird like robo guns. It's right. not like that kind of cyberpunk. Like it's more just like kind of like neo futurism mm. kind of like parallel realities kind of right I, yeah. I mean a lot of the work are um you use reference photos from here in tokyo yeah and tokyo anytime that tokyo and neon lights are kind of you know yeah exaggerated yeah. people are like oh this is like akira yeah. this is Blade like Runner. future yeah. neo yeah. future type of yeah, you know exactly. so I, yeah. I get it but word yeah. up man I, I we definitely are going to talk more about your process and how you got out here but i would love if you would just tell us a little bit about more of which it is that you do because uh, you said you used to, you came up uh, playing violin. You were a turntablist. You're also working. You threw out these names of artists that I'm not familiar with. But in my little research, it's like this dude has like 130 million plays on Spotify. So you're doing a lot of stuffs. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Tell us about all of that. And yeah. Jordan, if he tries to front at all, just like hype him up. <laughs> I don't want him to be humble. He's, I want he's like, too humble. That's yeah. The thing. Yeah, that's how, yeah, like well, he was just. Oh, I will yeah, do that. I'll you know, do that. Like, I'll lay out it, statistics. It's, it's a lot of it is a, is it's also like it's the crew that I work with. So a lot of the success is to them, and I, I'm there part. Of, I'm part of that group, and mm. I, I'm I'm kind of like the, in a lot of ways, I'm kind of like the the glue guy. I'm kind of like the, I'm like the organizer. So we have this thing that we say. So I have a group. It's called Sideways, and that's not a band. That's an artist collective. So that's me, uh, Coleman Hell, Latch, and Sean Vincent DePaul. And so, uh, Sean visited Paul, we call him SVDP. That's kind of the short form. So he's the eyes. Coleman is the heart. Latch is the soul. And I'm the legs. Mm. So, so it's like, yo, something's got to get done. Like legs is on it. Like sure. that, kick that's people me. in the ass. Yeah. So mm. like, I'm, I'm the one, I'm the one that like <laughs> drives the rental car. You know what I mean? I'm the, yeah, I'm the one yeah. that like makes sure everybody gets home at night. I'm also known as Mumsha. That's another one of my nicknames. Mumsha. Cause I, I yeah. So like I, I uh, like we is that all, a play you know, like Mumra like where was that? No, it's from? just like Mom Misha. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. Because I, I I just kind of like the I'm like the band mom. Oh okay. And uh, it's a role that I I, I hold with uh, honor because uh, I love my homies and we uh, you know when you have a group of creatives together, it's important that you kind of all kind of take a different touch point and have mm -hmm. a spot that you kind of fill because everybody has their weaknesses and their strengths and like. Latch is just like this like insane producer and you know he's just got these guy like, crazy skills and it's almost like just like harnessing the dragon you know mm -hmm. what I mean and and Coleman is just this like brilliant lyricist and yeah and SVDP is just like he's just got the vision so like you just kind of got to like bring it all together and okay. um, so they they each kind of have their own kind of solo music career and I participate with Coleman um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I work with Coleman as the uh, at, in a live situation. I uh, I play keys. I kind of have um, we have this kind of like it's like a hybridized electronic setup where 
Coleman's out front singing. Latch is on the right, and he has um, a lead keyboard, piano, um, an SPD drum pad, um, another little uh, Yamaha, um, little like mini synth, uh, um, uh, FM synth, just like a little kind of thing. Then he has a kick drum, a snare drum, a crash. And so he kind of has this stand-up half drum kit Mm -hmm. that he plays. He's an insane drummer, insane piano player. So he plays like the lead kind of like piano parts and does a bunch of drumming and backup vocals and then so then over on my side of the station i kind of have like a kind of like a mirror image of his thing where i have like uh i use a yamaha montage synth and then i have ableton set up with a ableton push where i run all the the tracks and stuff and all the cue points and then i have like a half drum kit as well no kick drum i have a snare a hi-hat crash and a ride and some blocks so like kind of like we all kind of like when like latch is playing keys i'm kind of hitting drum stuff and when he's playing drums i'm kind of doing like like i do more kind of like um more kind of like just some lead lines and some kind of like kind of just like backing like piano Mm -hmm. parts and stuff so i'm not like a virtuoso piano player so i kind of just like kind of fill uh fill up the beats because we 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 make all these electronic beats and then we kind of pare them down for live and then fill in different parts. So okay. Latch does the more like virtuoso kind mm. of stuff because he's a genius. And then I do the more kind of like chord progression y kind okay. of stuff. So it really is kind of like a Voltron of like musical endeavor. Like you yeah, could, yeah. like you're moving the legs when he's not moving the legs. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Okay. Yeah. And, oh, super dope. Yeah. And then Coleman's just like hard on his sleeve, just like lead singer okay. extraordinaire. Crazy okay. vocalist. Yeah, uh, and, I saw and, he. He seems to be like wildly successful. Like, yeah, yeah. He's looking he's, at his work, and, yeah. and I'm not familiar with it, but I mean, I saw there was like one song that had 127 million. Yeah, yeah. Streams. We had a song, uh, Two Heads. It went it went gold in the U.S. We uh, signed a record deal with Columbia. Okay, dropped an album with Columbia wow. Records in the U.S. Um, it's like at least quadruple platinum in Canada. I don't know Whoa. where it's sitting at now. It keeps like moving up. It gets like 20 some thousand plays like a day or something. Congratulations. That's yeah. uh, that's quite a feat. In, so it's in cool. Yeah, impressive. like it's it's definitely like one of those things where you're like, "Yo, we we made a hit." And it's like a legitimate, you know, it's not like a yeah. like a like a Lil Nas X kind of like that level yeah, of hit, but yeah. like I it's mean, like it feels r- cool. Few things mm-hmm. are, but yeah, that well, level exactly, of success yeah. that you guys have had is is extremely rare yeah. uh, throughout all genres of music. So uh, at the second part of the podcast, hopefully we can play some music yeah, from yeah, some we'll, of those we'll artists roll you work into with. Some more specific yeah, to that. yeah, and I'd like to really cool. I'd like to hear that yeah. and have you discuss a little bit more about it. For sure. Let's let's get more into your personal life. Some like you grew up in Canada, single. Uh, uh, right, right. We'll put Ladies. we'll put his Twitter account link here yeah. in the podcast show notes. Uh, Black Planet. DMs. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, personal life. Yeah, like uh, grew up in Thunder Bay, Ontario. It's kind of small town, Ontario. Um, went to university in southern Ontario. Got a degree in human kinetics. Um, so kind of like sciencey kind of stuff. Um, honors bachelor of science kind of thing. Does Reed Richards teach that class? Reed Richards? Never mind. Ignore me. Mr. Oh. Fantastic. Oh, God. I, I like it. I, I, I keep we're throwing comic, comic book references. We're, we're very much comic nerds. Yeah, okay, yeah. wait, wait, wait. I might Can not we... get them all, but I like it. Yeah. I want to rewind a little bit because he's like, I oh, grew up in Thunder Bay, went to college. I want to, the grew up in Thunder Bay thing is amazing to me. And the household that you grew up in and the, 
you know, the fam and the, the art and the music and the poetry. And, you know, I mean, you had a really, um, I think to a lot of us who are not from that area, you had a very, very unique upbringing. Mm. I wonder if like you could talk about how that feeds into what you do today creatively. Yeah, yeah. So I guess if we uh, dial it back, <laughs> oh, late usually handles that with the backspin. We have no platters. We have no platters today. Built-in okay. sound effects <laughs> yeah. when you invite Misha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, so like, um, my parents were just like old school hippies back in uh in uh Thunder Bay. My mom like lived in a cabin with like no plumbing or electricity, like on her own back in like the seventies. Uh, I met my dad, had my brother in uh, nineteen seventy eight. A um, bunch of them like started like kind of just like building houses, kind of like had a kind of like a commune kind of community, just uh, growing their own food, kind of like living off the land kind of stuff. And so then, um, yeah, I came along and we grew up on like some, I don't know, like 70 acres um, of like just old growth forest. We got like all these kilometers of trails that go through it. There's like a beaver dam. There's a waterfall. There's like my dad was saying there's a bear on the deck the other day. Wow. Um, we got dogs, big garden, greenhouse, the whole like it's all wood heat. So mm. like it's just like a wood stove. So I grew up like chopping wood, stocking the fire all winter. So yeah, like uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a nature kid, oh. country kid through and through. So that was kind of like the that was the household and and my dad. Well, both my parents are actually brilliant artists, but um, my mom works as a teacher. Somebody had to make money in the family. And uh, so my dad is a is an artist, and uh, he's he's a, just a brilliant artist, working on like a bunch of big major projects um, throughout his life, um, doing like big church windows. Um, is it uh, like like uh, what type of um, uh, so medium? He, so one of the the main professional thing that he does is um, stained glass windows. So that mm. was kind of like the family business was uh, was stained glass windows. Ah. And then other than that, he, he's also like a brilliant painter and photographer. And um, yeah. You're, you're you know, a chip off the old block. Like yeah. a lot of oh, your yeah. work is I, very I, much yeah. like I'm pieces of different colored light. Direct. You can draw yeah. a direct line Absolutely. between me and my, my dad's art. And um, yeah, and also my mom, she's like a really, really cool writer. And so a lot of influences artistically from both my parents. And they must oh. be loving it quick, out here. Quick shout, um, his, his mother is an awesome poet, and we actually invited her out to Drunk Poets See God oh. open mic over at Bar Gadi Gadi in Ikenoue. And she dropped a couple of poems on people that went over oh. super well. It was amazing nice. to read with her. She's dope. Yeah, yeah she's, oh, dope. She's, she's really cool. Yeah, they must be loving it out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're having, uh, yeah, I think it's, like it's a little bit like, in, like, I think they're starting to settle in a little bit more now. But like the original, like just like going, like it was like a bit overwhelming. I think at yeah. first, it's just kind of like you know, like it's I'm a lot going to, like, on here, man. Yeah, like how to walk through the subway. Right. It's like it's like just like people are like water. Like it's like if you're like if you're super empathetic and you're like trying to connect with everybody. Like that's how we are in small town. You see yeah. people, you're like, oh hi, oh hi, how's it yeah. going? But like you kind of have to like dial some of that back. But like right. not like in like a negative way, just in a like flow state where you just kind of move through right. and just kind of like accept it and just kind of like just you got to find that new like you got to calibrate I guess, right a right bit. so i, I think to reacclimate to the area yeah. this is my life yeah, yeah. i love Human what you were soup. saying about the crowded train experience the other day with like your with them like hesitant to get on these like packed cattle car yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Style things. Yeah, yeah yeah it's 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 a trip it is a trip and 
you know, I, I live in Toronto and it's like not nearly as crazy as Tokyo, but like, you know, I, I kind of know like the subway life and like the city life and mm. like that, that kind of like sure. that blank stares. You walk down the street listening to <laughs> Drake, it's, obviously. Yeah. 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 Drake. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Drake. Yeah. And the CN six, Tower. Six, six. Yeah. Yeah. He really did a lot for you guys recently. He did. <laughs> he, he did. He did. did. You guys, he did. Yeah. It was, I heard, wasn't uh, the Raptors as much as I heard he won you guys the NBA playoffs. So congratulations. Drake, Drake single handedly brought a championship yeah. to Toronto. Yeah. He's not able to. Well, yeah, he didn't get he got quite a, few a stay, triple but. doubles there. Good, yeah. good job, Drake. Yeah. Thanks. You know, Drake famous it. for yeah. you know elbow in the basket. Yeah, that Drake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, Drake, but, Drake Carter, <laughs> right? Drake Carter. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that seems that seems really interested, interesting. And uh, yeah, once you said your dad worked on stained glass, I yeah. I was like, well, there yeah. there it is, there yeah, it is, there it okay. is. Yeah, exactly. And and um, to fast forward a little bit. Your musical career came from yeah, so pretty much turntablism. Um, yeah, so pretty much like fourteen was kind of like the I'm quitting violin and I'm buying decks. So um, w- around what year was that? Um, that would have been around two thousand. Okay, yeah. So we're yeah. all in the same age. Ra- yeah, I'm, you, I'm, you I'm, late I'm eighty-five. Kind of okay, I'm eighty-three. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, two thousand was like grade nine. So pretty much high school kind of thing. And so got to Dex and uh, was it Stanton Straight Sixty? I think was my first ah, deck. And then this, I had this turntable. I did Gemini. Day. I did Gemini mixer that didn't have a hard cut crossfader, but it had the punch out button. So I started scratching with just a tap punch out. So I started scratching with that, and then I just slowly moved on some of the other mixers, just you know, smashing crossfaders. Listening on headphones, waking everybody up in the house, trying to crab with the fader, just living that living that turntablism life. Okay, you know? let's and let's mix some temperature check questions up in here too. When you were, uh, who was your favorite turntablist as a kid? Um, so yeah, like pretty much like the just like the there's pretty straight up icons like Mixmaster, Cubert, um, Kid Koala. Kid Koala was definitely like. I was like, oh my god, Kid yeah. Koala! I got to open for Kid Koala once. I was oh, so shout excited. out to you, man! Yeah, yeah, shout out to me. Yeah, wait, wait. Shout out to Kid Doing Koala. Doing turntablism, you got to open. I for just him? did a DJ. Like I did okay. a DJ set. I did like scratching and stuff. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did. It was honestly like he already had his set, and there was like already like two openers. Then I like knew the promoter. I was like, yo, can I go on like right. half an hour early? Can we open? Can we open the show early? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah you got it. So Dope. I was like, ah, sick. That counts. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Legend, that definitely man. counts. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you know, whatever. Like counts. What? It's just like it's just like cool experiences, you know. He's a he's a great dude. He's an awesome. He's an awesome artist too. He's a really cool illustrator. Yeah. I don't know if you follow much of his stuff. Um, Vadim, DJ Vadim, are you familiar with him? Yes. yes. All that Ninja Tune kind of stuff was like really my yeah. like my zone yeah. back in the day. Vadim is uh, a really great producer as well. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Just yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. And um, yeah, but like um, Mixmaster Mike, Anti Theft Device. I like listened to that album to death. I love that album so much. Um, Who was it? Uh, it was Chase, our, our buddy Chase at DNC, um, a DNZ out here who's uh, shared that album on our podcast because he's a big turntablist too. Nice. Shout yeah, out to yeah, him. Yeah. yeah, shout out to that album. Mixed Master I, I love when I get the opportunity to talk about turntablism. Anti-theft device. Anti-theft device. Anti-theft device. Yeah, it's a great album. That's going to be a drop. Yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah. I'll just cut that out yeah, and throw yeah, it on yeah. pad number nine here. Yeah. But yeah you know. um, so yeah, that was cool. And then like just kind of like getting like bootleg DVDs of the DM- DMC championships that's yep, what they're called yep. right yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's been a while since I've watched those but I remember being like 
DJ Swamp trying to like cut his chest with the broken record, all that kind of stuff. That was, that was good times. Yeah. So I, I loved all that kind of stuff. And how old were you around this time? Uh, that would have been like 14 was when I like started like really getting into it. And when you were performing? Um, so kind of like in like high school, I was like DJing the rap shows kind of stuff. So I was like, and you this know, time like, you're still in Ontario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in high school in Thunder Bay. So just kind of like you know, like at first it was just like probably like a disc man and a turntable to scratch on and playing beats on a disc man. Maybe getting into like the first iPods kind of thing there. Maybe I don't know if I had an iPod in high school. I don't really remember the year, the timelines, but um. Yeah, so then just, you know, then getting like, just like records and then Serato came out, then moving into Serato. And then I moved away to university and in my university years, I didn't really do much musically. I kind of just like had my decks in my dorm room or apartment or whatever. And we just kind of like practice scratching here or there. Um, Who was your favorite, uh, like getting into turntablism, especially that late and like after the 90s, basically, yeah. usually meant that you come from this kind of like, uh, I don't know how to describe it, like underground backpacker, true school hip hop style of like enjoyment when it comes to hip hop music. Who were some of your favorite MCs when you're like 16 years old? Um, we had a great conversation off mic about Common earlier. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, I'd just like to hear some more of. Uh, yeah. Um... So yeah, the the conversation was kind of like I I wasn't super into common. Um, yeah, definitely like, let us know that. I didn't mean to suggest yeah, yeah. it. Like yeah, top five yeah, yeah, all yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, word, yeah. Um, we, I, we're I, all not that I, great on. I'm always know. a little bit like I kind of suck at the like who do you like conversation because I always kind of forget people. But yeah. like um like Gangstar, definitely a huge one. Um, just Guru and like all that. Like I just love those guys. Um, um, like Beastie Boys when I was like younger that was definitely like a big thing sure. for me um, super influential do you remember the first album you bought with your own money uh, yeah uh, Beck Odelay ah, great which album. it has like a bunch of like rap elements in yeah. it as well is Loser on that one no that's on Mellow Gold yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah Beck's Beck I, I don't want to say heavy in the scene but yeah. he's definitely messed yeah he kind of he rides so many so many genres yeah. he's, he's really just he, a Childish he's Gambino a, fucks with him a lot he, he's an yeah. artist that it's hard to put into any type of genre yeah he's yeah, he I, so if much. I have to go like my favorite artist I always say Beck I love yeah. I'm a huge Beck like diehard Beck yeah. fan definitely. his work with like Black Moth Super Rainbow and Tobacco like oh I love that Tobacco album yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a really cool yeah album. it's really good um, uh, he's got like two joints on there where he just does the vocals that are really good yeah. 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 Shout out to Beck. Yeah. Then in uh, in high school, I kind of like got into Wu Tang. I had my one friend, uh, this guy uh, Volvo Braxis. He's really dope. Uh, uh, MC from Thunder Bay. Um, shout out to Vov. Um, we had a deal. We we were in uh, grade like eleven biology together, and he was having like struggling in, in like passing biology, and I had never listened to Wu Tang. So we made a deal that it was he would teach me about the ways of Wu Tang, and I would teach him biology, and it was like it was so like in the Wu, like Rizan Jizza would love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it like felt like, like so pure to like the Wu philosophy. So like right. we were like learning cell biology on all this stuff, and, like, about, and he's like, showing me all these like these albums, and he's like showing me like Black Alicious and stuff, and it was like, oh man, uh, this is awesome. Shut up, Black Alicious. Like he's like, yo, Jizza talked about this on track thirteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're unlocking parts of Wu. Mitochondria is the yeah, powerhouse yeah, yeah. of the cell. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Word. So like all that kind of stuff was really cool. Um, uh, I'm I'm I 
feel like I'm probably forgetting. Uh, MF Doom, just looking up. It, mm. You guys got a lot of dope MCs in here. Like, obviously, RZA. Yeah. RZA is a huge, like, uh, birth of a prince. I know, like, uh, there's, like, I was kind of, like, I came in. That's where I kind of, like, came into RZA was birth of a prince. Um, Bobby Digital, I came, I came into after I had already listened to birth of a prince. Or maybe I had heard some of Bobby, but, like, that was kind of, like, my, right. like, that was, like, my, like, core album that I yeah. really, like, got into RZA at. And um, yeah, so all the, all the Wu Tang stuff is super influential. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's like okay. A, it's I like mean, we don't got to go yeah, into yeah, deep dive yeah, on it. We just like yeah, to get but a yeah. Bit so of some of some of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Work and so, and go ahead, late. Uh, no, you got it. I don't know. I was gonna start bringing us more into to uh, him being in Japan now and kind of how he got uh, into uh, you know the visual art form, like how you well, working with it now. While so you we, were still at university, is that when you linked up with your crew? Uh, so no, actually, when I um, when I graduated university, I moved back home to my hometown. So I kind of moved to like southern Ontario, like Toronto area for school, and then I moved back home. And then I was just kind of like doing some like random kind of DJ gigs, just kind of doing like throwing parties. We had like a sugar shakedown crew where we just do kind of like funk, hip hop, kind of like electro kind of dance parties. And so we were just kind of like throwing parties. And then I was kind of like doing there's one um, one rap group. Um, hip hop group rather in Thunder Bay called Wax Philosophic and um, they're really really dope guys and so when their DJ would be like unavailable to do a show I would like sub in sometimes so that was kind of like my first like band I ever DJed with and and they were really dope dudes in in Thunder Bay so I, yeah I, I feel like I've heard that name and the same thing with the other cat you said Vava uh, Abraxas. Va- Vav Abraxas. Did he make anything for himself? Because I feel like I know that name. Yeah, before. he's he's like he's got a cool kind of like, like I don't know like where his music really is like, but he's a really dope dude. Uh, v O V space A B R A X A X or X A S Vav Abraxas. Um, yeah, yeah, he's a really cool dude. It just sounds familiar to yeah. me. The names that you mentioned, you know, like. Yeah. When it comes to like underground hip hop shit, sometimes those yeah no like there's in, and you know? like yeah like there's there's yeah. threads of that stuff that goes through okay um, but yeah so I used to work with those guys a lot and then I met uh, Coleman and like Coleman Hell Coleman Hell and so he was one of those guys who were like well I'm like outside of a bar and Coleman just comes in I would have been like maybe 21 at this point and Coleman would have been like 17. So I'm just like outside a bar and Coleman just walks up and drops into a cypher and I'm like, this is the best rapper in Canada. Oh, like shit. the dude, like the dude like just has insane rap skills. And now he's, he's moved more into pop music now. He's more of a singer. Mm-hmm. Um, we still have some kind of like, we still use like rap elements in the music, but like we really connected on the hip hop level. Mm. And just as soon as I heard him, I was like, you know what? Like, dude, I'm in. Right. And so it's just kind of been all in since then and it's been like an awesome ride and, you know like you know when you just like see somebody and you're like yo like yo like you you have yeah. it and i i just saw that right away yeah. shout out to devin morrison like so a cat from out here yeah it's like we're just like this guy is amazing he has it he was just on a little brother joint he's fucking don't work with fonte suarvi a lot of the underground yeah. cats. but but i know exactly what you're talking about yeah Some you just, just you hear it you're there's just like, like a little bit like, of magic there and like and just like those like those you know those like those like those like kind of golden freestyle moments that you witness and you're like, oh man, I, 
it's like uh, you wish you captured it because that yeah, level of openness. But just, it's like it's like so it's not even captureable right, in a lot right. of ways. And shout out to SBDP Sean Vincent DePaul. Like I, that that, I've seen him, some of his freestyles. Like uh, just like just like they shut down the room. You're yeah. just like oh man. Like and he he like like uh, I, like Coleman's kind of moved away from the rap. So he doesn't like like rap is thing. You like really have to practice. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like. We used to like kind of like we'd freestyle and just like we still flip like we're still always flipping with each other kind of in our group, but like like Sean Vincent DePaul is the kind of guy that like goes home and like practices yeah. rapping for like three yeah. hours a day, yeah. and like just does push-ups and yeah. like he's just now That's he it. just has like nice pecs and he just yeah. looks good. <laughs> Hip hop culture is like that in a in an interesting way. It's almost a combat sport. Yeah, it, it is it, depending on which which direction you approach it from. You know, Speaking so. of. Um, were you around any of the battle scene in Toronto? Yeah, actually, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, shout out to um, big name, um, um nameless, Drake. nameless, nameless. Okay. Um, he's the homie. Um, we've been uh, we've been talking a bunch lately. He's a really cool guy. Um, yeah. So right when I moved to Toronto, that was like right when um. King oh, of the Dot. King of the Dot was like really popping off and like kind of like gaining all its traction. So I remember going to like some of those King of the Dot shows. Um, Soulcon. Um, who are the other guys? Yeah, I I can't remember. Organic. All the names. Organic. Yeah, well, yeah. Organic uh, was running the whole thing. And um, Hollowhand, um, Pat Stay. Whatever. Uh, put that fucking mirror down, guy. Bishop Brigante. Bishop Brigante. Yeah, 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 yeah. That whole that whole scene. So yeah, I followed that for a bit. Um, I think. I think it kind of like for me, Poe Rich and yeah, the guy, yeah, yeah. The guy who's Rich. a writer and um, makes movies now. Kid Twist. Yeah, ah. Kid Twist. Yeah, Kid, Kid Twist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he did that. Did he did that movie that came bodied. out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was, it was a right. fun film. Like yeah. it's it's like definitely not like a perfect movie, and yeah. like some of it was right. like. Like I don't I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to call it corny because yeah. like the guys are just I having do. fun. I want to call it corny, but no, it was fun. But like, but like <laughs> I, I'm saying it was like yeah. sometimes it was a little bit corny, but I don't mean that in a disrespectful way because I think those guys are. It's a hard movie to make. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like the nature of that. Yeah, type of, and you like, can't be too sincere about it. Yeah, but. and but I think I think overall they did a really good job, and I yeah. I, I enjoyed the, the film a lot. Yeah, and I, I, I was like, and I kind of had like a little bit of pride because yeah. I was like, you know, like hey, I was I was kind of like there, I like. The, right. the what they're referencing was like a scene that I was right. like, just an admirer of. Sure. But you know, it was kind of cool agree. just kind of being around that. Yeah, I agree with all that, and yeah. also I thought it was great to kind of highlight and pay a lot of people who had been within that. A lot of people a got a lot time. of good looks yeah, in that movie. Just yeah. even yeah. just like being there for a little bit, I, I totally yeah. respect. It's kind of like a fun like nostalgia yeah. kind of thing. Like it, it was. was cool. It wasn't yeah. supposed to be high art. It was supposed to be something. It was cool. just like it was like a movie for the homies. You know what I mean? I definitely think it's better than Drop the Mic or whatever. What is that? Yeah, I didn't watch. Okay, yeah, but that show where they have celebrities battle rap each other. Oh yeah, that yeah man. Like it's like battle rap is like such like if you don't do it right, it's just like the corniest shit ever yeah so yeah. i i don't i kind of just uh i don't want to go too much into a tangent so i'll just yeah, say yeah. this one thing like i don't like when something is so accessible like a, a subculture is so accessible for people that they don't have to contextualize why it exists at all yeah and like the movie approached that in a way to me in the way that like eight mile approached it but i think that this movie had a lot more subtext that it was more rich in that regard highlighting a specific yeah. subculture of the music so yeah we're, we're yeah. up N yeah. not to go too deep into yeah. it but we're, shout out toronto battle Rap yeah scene. yeah yeah 
uh, you know, we're just we are kind of a hip hop show first and foremost, so we like to touch on that. Shout out Toronto in yeah. general. I haven't yeah. been out there, but I've always yeah. heard yeah. good things. Yeah, even before Drake cool put his elbow in the basket. Yeah, yeah. I, I, most I, international city in the world, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, w- I would say so. Is it's that right? Like, I thought that was Queens. Uh, no. Well, you know, I think New York maybe. Okay. The thing is, is like there's a different ethos between Canada and the U.S. on how. Uh, I think immigrants are treated mm. and they're kind of like their status in the community. Mm. Like Canada is really like you do you like you're Syrian. Like you be, yeah. you be as Syrian as you can be. Like you're from Zimbabwe. Like yo, make a little Zimbabwe. And like, you know, like we, and I'm not saying like America doesn't embrace and like Brooklyn, there's lots of cool progressive places, sure. but Canada has a little bit, you know, especially with like the politics and stuff nowadays. Like I think there's a little bit more of a like, relaxed Inclusive vibe yeah and just kind of like you know it's cool to be you okay and it's like it's not the same kind of like nationalism in canada so it's kind of like we are the world you know mm. that's corny but you know what i mean no it's i get true. it like i feel like i feel like a lot of countries outside of the u.s and the uk are like that when it comes to different types of immigrants or people from other cultures assimilating yeah. within their culture shout out so to like, immigrants yeah i love shout out. i love it it's so it's yeah, the America's food in toronto is is just amazing and like the culture is like it's just like it's it's i think it's a huge gift yeah. Like coming from a small town and then moving to Toronto, where it's just like every single type of culture, it's just like you feel so lucky because yeah. like you get like it's like you get to travel the world within a city, yeah. and it's it, I think I think it 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 helps like tolerance is is all about exposure, and like mm. you 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 have got a problem with Muslims, like go hang out with a bunch of Muslims, right. and you won't have a problem with them because exactly. you actually understand them, no and doubt. you know you're like oh these guys are dope. No doubt. These guys are fun. These guys like these guys just shoot the shit and right. watch basketball. You know what I mean? They're like, people. They're not yeah. other. They're us. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so like I, I love that and I think I am really right. grateful for that. Yeah, America's super we're all Americans and then yeah. it's there's like a, a subtext Some of us of are more American how, than others. How American are you? Yeah. But are yeah. you really trying to be an American? Yeah. yeah. I would say only like in the past couple generations it's been cool to be, you know, like represent your heritage kind of thing. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it's just kind of it's interesting and like you know, there's always different dynamics in cities. But like, New York is obviously like one of the dopest cities ever. Like, arguably like like you know like Tokyo, New York, London. Like these are like those are like the major great human achievements and cultures and stuff. So yeah, is that where you do you stay in New York now or no no I'm just in Toronto full time. Okay. Yeah yeah. But uh, yeah, actually, I haven't been to New York too much. Work. I've been there a few times. I've been in LA quite a bit. I've spent a lot of time in LA, um, but not as much New York. LA is kind of a whole other city. Yeah, it's probably. got its, it's got its totally different vibe. How are you finding Tokyo? This is not your first time out here. No, no, no. Right? I was here. I was here earlier this year. Okay. Uh, traveling and getting a bunch of my like reference work for this show. Um, Primarily just in Tokyo, or did you? Hit, uh, the, like, uh, my uh, other trip, I did like the whole kind of like. Down through the south, I went to like Naoshima and Tashima, the art islands there, just kind of experiencing some of the more like trippy art. Have you guys been there? I hear no. so much about these art islands. Uh, like, it, yeah. dude, it's like a lot like, of Japanese people bring them up, and I'm like, what? It's what is going it's like on? it's like it's like it's not like some like high school art project. It's like world class museums that are like really really awesome. Yeah, it's like uh. What's her name? Jordan, the artist. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she has yeah, the yeah. huge pumpkins. Is that yeah, is yeah, it yeah. that island? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like those are honestly like those are dope, but like that's just like 
scratching the, of... scratching the surface of like the other stuff that uh, happens there. So definitely a cool place to go. Um, and then yeah, then I kind of traveled, went around to like Osaka and Hiroshima and like just uh, then back to Tokyo. So I kind of okay. just did a little bit of a. It's pretty weird, man. Like uh, we've got a guy, Mike Larry Draw, who came out here with the art collective. He was shout out to the them. only musician with yeah. them anomaly conglomerate yeah something like that and they dope went name, out to kochi yeah some weird spot yeah they I were out like in like small part of yeah. east japan but you know there's a scene out there for artists you yeah. know yeah yeah. Like, yeah there's a lot, a lot of, like, of respect for jordan you were telling me the about there's some kind of like cool like kind of like rural art scenes that are like popping up there's a bunch of them all over Japan and people it's it's like um, wherever artists go the cafes go and where cafes go the artists go and the musicians go and they're like people a, are starting like a to coffee cafe type cafe yeah yeah like good like good coffee good art good music good you know good um, people that work with wood you know people that make like mm. cool houses people that make their own clothes you uh. know and like little shops popping up and I think there's more and more people bailing on on um, Tokyo not that Tokyo is like getting to be a ghost town there's right. 36 million people left but yeah they're popping up um omuta and um yeah kochi down on the island of shikoku and i mean a lot of people that come to tokyo come from smaller places and like towns where there's not this much concrete and so they get here and they you know fine and they develop their art more but then they need to get that like back to nature a little bit you know away from it yeah. so yeah, i think a lot of them come and they're like let's move you know two hours outside of tokyo so we can still touch it but we want to be here so we can work with wood dude i didn't actually get to ask you this but um i know you took a bunch of pictures of tokyo on on your earlier trip and some of them became part of your art and stuff but did you also take pictures down in like um take photos down in osaka and like other places like did any yeah. of those scenes end um, up in this show osaka for sure I, I took a bunch of pictures in osaka and a bunch of those made it into the show um naoshima teshima and hiroshima uh, I kind of just put the camera away and kind of just took in the city. Sometimes, like, my mind, like, when I have my camera out and, like, ready to shoot, my, my brain works differently. So sometimes I really like to put the camera away for a day and Absorb. just experience the city. I, I thought there was, like, a lot of important lessons to learn in Hiroshima. And I kind of just took that in for its, like, kind of historical and kind of, like, all the all the weight that comes with that city. So I just kind of wanted to like respect that and kind of just like really take that in in the two days I had there. And then Naoshima and Teshima are really, it's like art galleries and like art projects. And I'm, I'm not interested in like using other like art in my art. So like, you know, I was just kind of like, I'm just going to go here. I'm just going to experience this and just take it in. So I really just wanted to like appreciate that for what it was. And was it on that trip, I was just going to ask about, well, you ahead, Meg. No, I no, I, I would really like for you to just kind of help us peel back some of these layers about the trip you've been along with him for this whole thing you help organize the the gallery and you've been kind of doing everything together so if you could kind of walk us through some more of that that would be dope jordan yeah i mean we've been emailing and messaging and stuff for the last few months i came on as curator for the diesel gallery uh, for the first time for this project so we got to know each other first by phone and I immediately just knew I was working with a badass and beyond that, just like a really good dude. And, um, and you know, that was confirmed. And when we met, it's just, it's just, we just been hanging out and you've been in town for like two and a half weeks or almost coming up on three well, weeks. Yeah, it'll be three weeks on Tuesday. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately that's the day he heads back. I wish we could have him in town more and I want to, or I'm already like, 
Right. Hope hoping that it'll be like yeah, he'll be yeah, back yeah, in yeah. another month or something yeah. like that Hopefully. before well, the, the show's the up. The gallery is going to be going until November 11th. Yeah, 14th. So yeah. For our listeners, definitely go check it out. I've seen some pictures of it. It looks phenomenal. And you were saying that it's like a completely immersive experience. It is pretty amazing. How would you describe it, Misha? Yeah, well, I, I really wanted to make something that like um, people could come to and participate in. So it's like it's all my art is up on the walls. But then in inside the exhibit, it's um, there's all, it's a it's really cool lighting installation done by um, Sindin. And um, awesome, uh, Diamond. Really, really top-notch job that they did with it. Um, we collaborated for a couple months, just kind of shooting emails back and forth, coming up with ideas, and they really like crystallized the idea in a really awesome way. And so I have like a, a motorcycle helmet that I designed, and this uh, kind of like, like a, a vest, vest strap, thing. like a, just kind of like a techie kind of like cyberpunk kind of like moto vest. And so you could go in and you can wear the helmet and take a picture with the helmet and the vest on. So it's like it's meant to be like worn. And it's like kind of like, you know, we post a picture with the hashtags. And then I'm going to illustrate three like of my favorite uh, pictures that people post. Oh, dope. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like a... Yo, we should it's plan like out living. some shit and go... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So it's really, it's really about like... That's right down the street from me too. I yeah. thought it was the one in Ginza. But yeah, no, no, no. It's the one in Shibuya. Shibuya's um, Yeah, so... With that, and also like in the whole gallery, it's all these kind of like reflective, um, like dichromic kind of like uh, uh, what's the word? It's uh, like half half transparent, uh, half iridescent, iridescent kind of mm. panels, and they all kind of like reflect the art, and you can kind of see through them, but you can also like see your own reflection in them. So people have just been taking the coolest pictures. Like it's like it's kind of like um. It's like a content arena. Like you can go in there and sounds really. You can kind of like participate with yeah. the art. You can take a picture of yourself, like reflecting and, and over the art. And a lot of my art is you're gonna already overlays of characters in the art itself. So it's like overlays take the on pictures overlays. that they've taken and add it back in. Yeah, and it's yeah, real exactly. Yeah, so it's like this symbiotic like, yeah. kind of so it really feedback like, loop. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. Yeah, exactly. Super so. Dope. Um, it's really fun because people can go there and it's just like, you know, everybody wants to like participate on socials and like, you know, have a cool picture. And it's like, a, it's like, a, it's a cool, like fun moment where you can like, really, it's not just one picture that you can take. Mm -hmm. Like you can really like do like a dynamic kind of like, like groove through the whole sure. space. So now really you cool. call you, uh, the exhibit is called afterlife and you've hyphened afterlife in a weird position. The L is part of after. Yeah, and so it's after L hyphen I F E. Uh, Afterlife World is the the title of the exhibit. It was gonna be called Before and Afterlife, like a shout out to uh, Wheel of Fortune, uh, Before and After. Um, and so I just like straight up like I was like typing out Afterlife and I fucked up the hyphen and I was like, Yo, that looks dope. <laughs> so that 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 is the that is the true genesis of the hyphen. But like I I always believe in like, you know words and visual aesthetic is really important to me and sometimes breaking up something differently can kind of change how you perceive that word absolutely and so like i i was like people like oh, how do you explain that and i was like oh, it's like an unexpected break in life that's and it's tight. like and it's like it's like it's true though and it's like it's like it's about like finding these moments that kind of like shift how you think kind of like change kind of like it's like a shake up you know what i mean so like I think if you just do everything straight, sometimes it kind of like just feels too normal. So this is like 
maybe a different reality where the hyphen's in a different place. Or, Very you know, dope, man. However, like, it's not meant to be like overthought too much. It just kind of is what it is, and it, I just thought it looked cool. I misspelled sports one time when I yeah. was typing, and I enjoyed it so much that I've used it for some project names. Sick. Mm. Well, how, do you, how did you spell it? Just the S-P-R-O-T-S. So the R and the O are oh, backwards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know why, but I laughed about that for like the whole day. Yeah, <laughs> sick. No, I totally, I totally feel you. I, I love that kind of stuff. And yeah. like, you know, like art is often just about like things that just yeah. kind of like, oh, it's a uh, Bob Ross, like happy accidents or whatever. Like, uh, that's a great mantra to live by. Yeah. One of uh, like the approaches that we used to take to writing poetry and writing lyrics was from uh, William S. Burroughs and Brian Geisen's old cut up work back in the 1960s where they would take recordings of their voices split the tape redub the tape and it would come out with this kind of really weird cut up style of things and new ideas would emerge and they started doing that with uh, their text and it would create new spontaneous sentences that had never been arrived to before awesome. and they kind of suggest new meanings or the repeat of those sentences give new life to it and and being creatures that often work that that are completely subjected to this language virus little things like that hyphen completely recontextualize things um whether you want them to or not and yeah. they sit there there's a really great podcast that i listen to a lot it's called um the press box with um brian curtis and david shoemaker it's on the the bill simmons's uh podcast that the ring or whatever okay, yeah. yeah so it's it's a really awesome media podcast and um it's actually one of my favorite podcasts. A really, really cool show. I, I recommend it to everybody. And um, but with, at the end of every episode, they have like two minutes where they just chop up random sentences from the episode and have mm. them kind of like flowing into each other, just mm. like doing absurd mm. shit. And it's it's actually like one of my favorite like parts yeah. of the episode. You just get to listen yeah. to them like just like saying really like weird things and they just like chop chop yeah. it up and it's like oh it's yeah. cool. It's like a little artistic thing. Yeah. Me and uh, really cool. oh I guess. I made I made a couple tracks using that technique back in the day when me and my, me and my brother Sot used to rap. Yeah, it, it's just brilliant. But yeah. I, I really did like the way you hyphenated uh, Afterlife. Yeah, thanks. It, it, and and I, a lot of your work. Um, and I saw you speaking at the Geek uh, Geek Nerd Night the other night and kind of talking about your approach and how you uh, create this style of art that you're doing in this uh, exhibit. And one of the things you would do is you would remove words from. Uh, the photos you've taken and then re-add something else into those and watching like some of the words would be like fake or you know uh, you know Japanese symbols yes. for death and things of that nature uh, one thing that remind me of a little bit was um, They Live with Rowdy Roddy Piper Interesting. where he put on the sunglasses and then he sees like the this late change. stage capitalism live and direct and what I'm trying to get at with uh, that idea is where, what are some of your major influences for uh, your work that might be compared to cyberpunk or to things that people describe it as? Is it really a connection there or is it just how you stumbled across um, making it? I think in a lot of ways, the cyberpunk aesthetic is a, a convenient vehicle for really awesome colorways. I, I love color and shape and form. Like I'm a I'm a super color nerd and like I think the the strongest part of my art that really pushes it to the next level is my dynamic use of color. And so I think 
the the color really brings it to a new level and a cyberpunk universe just allows you to add in uh, any color light you want from any angle like if you're doing like nature stuff or you know whatever this or that you kind of have like limitations um you don't have to but like you know this is like it's like it's a universe where you're allowed to like really explore all kinds of different colors so i think that's like really like a dynamic that i like about that okay yeah also like you know like i grew up like you know like watching like all those like anime and like right. all that stuff that was Johnny like really like and shit. yeah yeah just like you know just like i came from a small town so like i wasn't like growing up like knowing all the niche underground stuff i was just getting like what i could get in thunder bay pre-internet you know what i mean so like that stuff was really influential and like yeah is that um the genesis of the interest in japan yeah i'd say so i i think there's there's like I, it's a question i get a lot and like kind of like there's like a kind of a really dynamic range of answers for like every why japan every foreigner gets that question yeah about japan. and i think like there's a million ways you can answer that question and i one thing i just really think is interesting is like it's it's like it's the forefront of technology it's the forefront of like people like really caring for each other which is something i only really realized after coming here um, but like, I think there's a, there's a lot of things that Japan is is pushing the boundary of, and it, there's this huge attraction to people that are at the forefront of human like advancement. Right. So that's definitely a big part of it. Well, it's just yeah, kind of I being, think it's being part of that edge, that front edge. It, well, actually, I want to like, I don't know if give you props is the right way to say it, but it's a it's a bit deeper than you know the person who's like oh yeah i'm into anime or i'm into uh, fashion I'm only, or i'm into sushi i'll uh, go to japan I'm only, and i'm only be a tourist. medium into anime like i'm i'm into anime but i'm not oh, yeah. like i'm not like sure. an anime head what, yeah. whatever like, their interests it. are yeah so but like yeah it's different than the person that's like oh i'm going to live there and you know yeah. participate in the culture or work or implement it into my work that kind of thing i think there's a deeper more sincere appreciation i guess than the let me go to the anime museum sure. in a very touristy kind of way okay yeah. wait let me just let me just ask two questions please speak on it all right what were you doing 14 hours ago uh-oh uh -oh. Yo, yeah, I, I had a crazy day. Was he dubbing Sailor Moon episodes? I'm going to ask him two questions. What were you doing 14 hours ago, and then what were you doing eight hours ago? Make a, get yeah. a bomb or a gun ready. <laughs> okay. Yo, so <laughs> I just, I, I, yo, I had the craziest, I've had the craziest 24 hours. <laughs> you guys might not know this, but I, I, haven't, I haven't slept since since yesterday. So, oh, damn. Wow. So Thanks for coming. So, four, yeah, I, I'm feeling pretty good, actually. I got you you seem here. fine, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's because it's all been really fun. Um, so, yesterday at 4 to 6 p.m., I had um, uh, the, the autograph session at the gallery, and I was like super humbling experience, just like having all those people show up to get autographs is just like, uh, it's just like, it's a dream on a dream it's just insane and so shout out to everybody who came everybody who everybody who bought anything like that's so crazy and humbling and like just like it's a huge honor and so and everybody at the gallery everybody at diesel just kind of like shout out to all that and so that was just like a kind of like a cool moment uh, my parents are in town they were there it was really cool um so yeah that was awesome and then so i went home 
took a nap and earlier in the week this uh really really fucking awesome dj um joyride came through the exhibit and just introduced himself to me and we just hit it off instantly like you know when you meet another artist and you're just like oh man this guy's japanese sick. cat no no, no uh, he's he's british and um so he's just got like crazy like he's got awesome like kind of like car aesthetic huge kind of like um i think you'd call it like kind of like hard house just like just like banging dj just like full-on just like awesome shit like he's got hip-hop in there he's got some like more like drum and bass it's just like that real just like insanely just dope party music like right like top end energy just like crushing it crazy like he had this one show that he was doing uh i think he did it in la where he brought two lambos on turntables on stage like actual lamborghinis Countach's on stage with him and had them spinning on platforms with dancers that's and he's tight. in the middle, like just like legendary. Like the dude, uh, his Instagram is enjoy enjoy ride, R Y D E. Um, yeah, so we just he just introduced himself to me. We met, we uh, we totally hit it off, and he was like, "Hey man, I got a show on Saturday in Tokyo. Come through." So I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I'm down to go." So he uh, threw a couple of my friends on guest list, and I hit him up. I'm like, "Yeah, what time should we roll to the show?" He's like. Shows at 2 a.m. And I was like, oh, man, I've been going to bed at like midnight, like the jet lag. And uh, yeah, I, I'm not really having been doing late. So after the signing, went back home, took a nap, booted out to the show, met up with him. And it played at, uh, what's the place called? Ageha. 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 Oh, in Shinkiba. And so right. it was just like he, him it's and his whole guy. team welcomed me in. He headlined the show. It was insane. Like, I don't know, like 2,000 people in there, whatever yeah. it was. I was taking pictures like behind the DJ booth, just getting like awesome shots. And him and uh, this other DJ, DJ Alert, just crushed it. Um, so he did his headline set from like 2.20 to like four. And then Alert did a uh, poolside sunrise DJ set. Mm. And so we were all just vibing with him. Just, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut yeah, you yeah, no, yeah. Just FYI for any listeners that aren't familiar, Ageha is the biggest club in asia or was at least yeah. a few years ago yeah i, I think yeah. as late as last year was still the biggest club in asia yeah like, so it was and it's like it's um it was like for him it was a big show headlining tokyo agaha yeah. like he was like before the show he was like oh man like you could tell he, he was just like that like true like I gotta get on stage, and it was like super inspiring to see. The guy is the nicest dude ever. It looks like he was on tour. He went. He had yeah. a show in Osaka and uh, Nagoya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. yeah. He did. He did three shows here. Cool, in, man. Uh, in Japan. Um, so yeah, so we did that, and then um, watched Alert do a crazy DJ set. Watched the sunrise, and then just like shot the shit in the green room. Just like a bunch of cool dudes. Um, all, his whole crew is just an awesome crew, and uh, yeah, we just hung out, and then. Pretty much got on the subway, went home, took a shower, and then Jordan picked me up and took me and my parents out to one of his good friends who's having a rice harvest today. Mm. And we harvested rice all day. So right. it was like this like complete pace change of going directly from this like clubbing all night, mm. crazy raging party straight into this like super like awesome like people of the earth kind of like really organic way of harvesting rice and just kind of like I, it honestly it was like it just felt like such an honor to just get to like participate in these like 
two awesome parts of like you really get to see the dynamic range of this culture and it was just it I, it feels like a crazy yeah. gift and then straight to come here with you guys hey and so We're, that was straight. Oh, I, I met the gunshots earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've hit all the core aspects of yeah, yeah, Japan, yeah. like right. the pop culture, yeah. the number the one traditional podcast in Tokyo, the, the Mega Late Show. show. Yeah. One yeah. foot in the future, one foot in the past. You know, it's yeah. very understated, and you know, it's a bit sad how many people don't really talk about the three pillars of Japan. That's right. That's yeah. right. The people know about modern, rice. the traditional, and the Mega Late Show. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. We're working yeah, on it. Yeah, we yeah. need to get our PR yeah. team. Uh, a small piece of everything, an integral Because we don't have stickers. We need stickers. Interns. Yeah, yeah. Interns. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Get Come on, on man. Yeah. But I think that's a cool place to uh, to stop off and take a little break before we get back into part two Straight of this up. tremendous yeah, 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 conversation yeah. with Misha. Dobak? Dobak. You got it. Dobak. Yeah. A.K.A. Mad Dog Jones. Yeah. Instagram, mad.dog.jones. Those are periods. That's right. Boom. What up, what up? I'm Adrian Young. I'm Ali Shaheed Muhammad. And we are The Midnight Hour. And you are listening to Mega Late Show. Skirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're youngin' up in here. We gotta get that demographic. What up, baby? DJ Legend Molly Maud in the building. I don't care who first or who last. You need to shake that ass with the Mega Late Show, baby. You know what it is. Peace. I just want y'all to know, I 100% missed the play button right now. That's dope. And dope. then I hit it this time when I wasn't trying to. So you got to give people more than one chance to <laughs> succeed. That's it. Sometimes. That's it. I mean, don't be so critical. Ah, uh, yes, you are listening to the soulful sounds of the Mega Late Show, episode number 88. We are 88. back again. Yeah, yeah. With my OG, Jordan Apes Smith. Man, Jordan, I just want to say right now, I appreciate you so much, brother. Um, Yo, can I also shout out Jordan? Yeah, I'd like to please, shout out please, Jordan please. too. I, I want to, yeah. Well, you go ahead. Uh, well, well, look, like um, a lot of people that listen to this podcast know that uh, I really like drinking alcohol. Like I used to do that a lot. A lot of our early episodes were jam packed of fun, drunken moments and, and that good time. But uh, about a year and like I'm, I'm like 460 some odd days uh, sober. So like uh, over a year oh. and. Um, it's been one of the best things that's, that I've ever done with my life, and uh, a lot of a lot of uh, the struggles that I had, uh, Jordan helped me navigate because Jordan has himself has been sober for a long time, and he's given me a lot of technology. I like to say technology to to better move through life through sobriety and dealing with people, dealing with some of the acute withdrawal symptoms that I had, and uh, it's also helped me gain a new kind of spiritual perspective that I lost a lot when I was younger, and everything has been wonderful, and at any given point, I was always able to reach out to Jordan for inspiration, and just a conversation usually helps me move past the struggles, and we haven't been communicating a lot lately, but that's because I've just been coasting turbulently but gently through my sobriety, but uh, knowing him, he helps out so many people in his day-to-day -day life, and you truly are one of the best people that I know, fam. And I really appreciate you, Jordan. You're 100% fam. 
Thank you. Yeah. This is oh, one of my man. favorite people all the time. The God is agile. The That's God is agile. That. I just that. keep thinking about how like lucky and like overqualified he is to be helping me with this. Like, dude, dude, dude's got so many, uh, so many like crazy projects he's part of and i'm just like what we got this guy this guy's helping me out yeah. it's, it's an honor so Every, thanks, anytime thanks, i feel jordan. a little bit like thanks, damn man. like i got too much to do i'm just yeah. like oh jordan is doing yeah. three times as much yeah. and still able to accomplish it with a smile on his face yeah. so thank you man Friends such like an inspiration you. for me thanks yeah. brother yeah we're gonna get this music shit started soon too man i'm feeling that itch again i'm about to pick up uh the machine Three, yeah. yeah, I'm about to pick it up, man. I got nice. to feel the itch. But late, you also wanted to toss some shine. Oh, mine is not nearly as <laughs> severe. Or, yeah. yeah, I want to shout. I was just gonna say, <laughs> shout late, man. He just DJed the Tokyo Poetry Journal Volume oh, yeah, Eight opening at Edge of with the beautiful cover art by yeah. Misha. Oh, Mad is that Dog right? Jones. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, that's, that's what right. I was gonna bring up. I mean, Jordan, uh, you know, offered me the chance to do this gig. And uh, put some money in my pockets, which is very nice. Power. That's fun, that's man. That's it. That's it. Always respect. Good music. Hey, that's yeah. what I like here, man. I like community. It's like it. Uh, knowing good people enriches my life in so many ways. And all the guests that we have on the podcast, we like to call them members of the Mega Late Show as well. If there's a special type of connection. And Misha, Mad Dog Jones, I want you to know that like we're posse now so Family. i might start yeah, repping yeah. you know sideways you know what do, I mean? it, hey, do it do it do yeah, it you're welcome you definitely man. got folks out here if you got anybody that you know that's dope that's coming out and yeah. you feel they would fit here let us know we'll 100, try to make yeah. time for that for sure and anytime you're coming out you know Hell you got yeah. a friend yeah let's do all every time i come to tokyo let's do a podcast i love this i agree with I'm, I'm enjoying Roll through, so man. yeah absolutely there's yeah. plenty of other things we could hit yeah. on yeah <laughs> I, I just love to just do one just talking about pop culture stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we, we had a bunch of my stuff here, but I, I just love talking about like music and movies and mm -hmm. TV and yeah. arts and like, I, and don't get me started on sports, man. You're <laughs> a sports guy? Yo, Antonio Brown to the Patriots. Oh man. Yeah. See, yeah. I don't, I don't follow team sports. Too. Wait, what yeah, did you, yeah. what did you just say? Antonio, Antonio Brown, Brown to the Patriots that happened today. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It depends on what fan base. Wait, you stay follow. on brand. Stay on brand. Well, Is that know, dope or not dope? Three <laughs> three years ago, was it three years? About three years ago, I had a personal tragedy, watching the Super Bowl. What What's your team? I'm from Atlanta. Oh, twenty eight to three. I'm a Pats fan. I'm a huge Pats okay. fan. Hey, you I know understand. my, you know my step Well, it's been great having Matt Dog Jones <laughs> on the podcast. Like we, we, we enjoyed it so wait, much. Wait, wait. It's been fun. Loop it's back, loop back, back. Loop back. Yeah. Maroon, Maroon Five. Oh yeah, so yeah, oh yeah, this is crazy. So Maroon Five played the Super Bowl this year, and they hit me up in the DMs in like mid-November when once they announced they're doing the Super. Actually, they hit me up I think before they even announced, and uh, they got me to do a piece that they dropped right after they played the Super Bowl. So Maroon Five was on stage at the Super Bowl, finished playing this playing the halftime show. Then as soon as the second half started, posted my art piece that I did for them. Well, the Pats are like in the Super Bowl. So I'm like losing my shit because Maroon 5 just posted my art. Dope. And then the Pats are like going and they win the Super Bowl. That was a crazy Oh, man. TV, that's man. like, is that your Apex Mountain? Is that like the pinnacle? I, no, no, no. Your, I think, I think this trip of... is my Apex Mountain yeah, right okay. now. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is crazier than that. The Joyride um, Rice Harvest 24-hour yeah, yeah, autograph a, session. Yeah, yeah, that was a fun day. <laughs> um, I, I, think, I think actually this, right now, we're at the apex of Apex Mountain with you guys. This yes. is it. I love it. I'm feeling I keep it. trying to tell people about the it's third the pillar, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Number one, number one hip hop podcast in Tokyo. That's right. In maybe all of Asia. Asia. Maybe yeah, all, uh, probably all of Asia. Yeah. 
Probably. Take it problematic. Yeah. Sometimes we say the Orient to bring it back to that old problematic <laughs> yeah. word. In the Orient. So nice. Correct. But, you know, we try. Correct. We try. So at this point of the podcast, we're going to try to get into the weather report. There's going to be some rebranding with that. But basically, what's going on around you musically. We'll, and we like to just talk over those tracks and put them at the end of the podcast. And today we're actually, Late's got a share. Um, and Misha's got three of artists that he mentioned earlier. Yep. And so we'll just go ahead and get into it so we have plenty of time to rock. So I'm going to go ahead and let Late come down on that. And I'm going to come in on this joint right here, which we're playing this one on YouTube. So there's a video component to it, which is really dope and accentuates the creativity, in my opinion. So let me go ahead and hit play and get us. Can you tell us uh, um, about this? Yeah, so... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna forget the guy's name, but um. So this is um, Murthangam Raps. Uh, um, the homie Yanchan and Sean Vincent DePaul. They're both um, they're both Tamil. Uh, Yanchan's on the drums and SV is uh rapping, and just crazy synergy, crazy rap skills, and really awesome drumming and really kind of like promoting that Tamil culture and that's a scene that I'm part of in Toronto and it's really cool and SV is just one of the coolest artists I know oh man he's a tremendous lyricist um, Jordan shared this uh, the Instagram pic with me which has the lyrics uh, under under it and it's just hard let's listen to it for a second Pretty Andre interesting, man. Pharaoh, that hieroglyphics. Mega, yeah. Mega often brings up like there are MCs that rap like a drum, and yeah. there are MCs that rap like a horn. And I was recently watching a documentary. Oh, that's interesting. That kind of highlighted some horn MCs, but uh, with an instrument about like that. Evolution. Yeah, the yeah. Freestyle Fellowship, Micah Nine. Uh, yeah, yeah, talking yeah. To, it's really uh, even when he's rapping, he makes like a horn kind of gesture with his yeah. hands oh. but like with an instrument like that where it's you know rhythm and also there's uh hints of melody or pitch in it yeah. it's it's cool to have both of those elements yeah. at the same time and yeah. and all that is is just a dude on um a certain type of hand drum and and uh Vi vincent saint sean saint vincent <laughs> sean vincent de sean vincent de paul yeah. it's just him barring out yeah and shirt off yeah just in a white room yeah it's it's really it's a really uh, incredible visual and it also um it's one of those things where the video enhances the kind of performance yeah. like yeah. we were talking all, earlier. all his video work is is really we call him the eyes in our crew because he's just got really awesome visuals and uh, he, uh, he directs all his own music videos and uh, I've, I've had the privilege of co-directing i'm usually the on-set director when he's in the video, so I'm the one just yelling at people 
and uh, I do a lot of fr- we, we we do a lot of frame like I'll I'll take care of the framing of the shot because yeah. we both are really good with composition. So he comes up with the whole concept for the music video, and then I'll just come in day of and just make sure everything looks right. You know, you said you said something at the Nerd Night talk the other night that I really I really like the sentence that you said. You said, um, and this was about your own art and the way that you approach it. And you said, um, listening to your eyes. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I just want to throw that in because you're talking about yeah. the visual component to it. Yeah, I, I think that that comes specifically when I was talking about um, adjusting, kind of like different color components and kind of like not looking at the actual slider and just looking at the piece. And just kind of moving your hand or mouse or whatever, tweaking the knob, and then just kind of like listening to your eyes for when to stop. You know True. what I mean? It's yeah. like when you're like when you're making a beat and you're like gaining a snare, you're not like looking at the decibel number. You're like listening. You're like, okay, where's that spot? You know, you listen. Yeah. And same with same with visuals. You gotta right. just you gotta listen to your eyes. Yeah. Dope. And and uh, you also mentioned how you're trying to take care of your eyes more because they're. You know, oh yeah, no blue light. Yeah, no blue so light. you rock, yeah. you rock a certain type of shade. Oh, is blue light bl- bad? It, it's supposed well, to be bad for your eyes staring at the well, at it, it just, all day, right? I, I would say if you want to, because I'm on my phone so much, uh, I have to be on Instagram oh. so much. Well, you, and the I, screen screen time. I was tripping. Yeah, I don't. I have a LED light, I guess, yeah. and you know you can do yellow or blue. Yeah, and I'm definitely more of a yellow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this the screen, and but what I find is. Um, the the natural kind of yellow change on the screen it kind of it kind of darkens it a bit too much and it kind of like doesn't feel that great on my eyes and even just wearing the the pink glasses just kind of gives my eyes a bit of a break mm. and uh i take them off when i'm doing my coloring yeah. work but um, just for the kind of some day-to-day stuff it just kind of lets my eyes relax a little yeah. bit more well uh, you know the like screens get so much of your pretty. art comes like is you know centered around having use good usage of your eyes so yeah uh so protect just like a hand kind of model yeah, you yeah. want to make sure to protect yeah. your hand by george costanza yeah yeah exactly <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, yo shout out to you for dropping that reference a costanza oh, yeah, yeah, reference yeah. oh yeah i'm 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 all about seinfeld references word okay. so uh i i've i'm like one of the only people in the world that hasn't watched seinfeld i've seen like maybe three episodes are you for real yeah yo. and it's crazy because like i i i know that it's kind of like my vibe like i'm a big fan of curb, curb yeah. yeah a huge fan of curb oh so you know curb but you don't yeah, know Seinfeld. i've seen every episode of curb yo, a you're few a times, unicorn that's like that's so you not watched a the comic. reunion yeah. season without knowing about seinfeld yeah and i mean like i felt like i had enough like cultural references of seinfeld yeah, and yeah. Seen, like, like you know you who know, kramer like, is right yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, but like I just never watched it. It's, it was like Friends to me. It was just like this is some world that I you just can go back. Never it's know. still relevant. Yeah, it, it, like Friends has aged a lot worse than Seinfeld. Sure. Has. Oh, Seinfeld yeah. still really bangs. Yeah. You can you can start on season two if you want. One one is a little bit like working out the characters, but season two two through nine is just it's so good. I think I'll try that because like late now we were talking the other day about all these like uh, UPN these black television sitcoms that we were watching and I was watching like Parenthood with Robert Townsend and not watching Seinfeld for yeah. whatever reason like yeah. my house was like you know uh, Saturday night we watched like in living color and then we like Thursday night we watched like family matters and then like Martin and they just never got to it for whatever reason yeah. so yeah I'll check that out that's on the to-do list guys yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt, uh, no doubt. definitely Seinfeld appreciators and curb um, so we got uh, oh, we'll play a Coleman Hell song here. Um, can you unlock this? Oh, my bad. Yeah, no, all good. 
Um, do you guys want to go with the 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 number one hit, or do you guys want a deep cut? Tell us, uh, I mean, something let's, that maybe you were a part of to to like that you want to share some yeah, tidbits well, about. Well, it let's or? play let's play two heads because okay. this is really kind of like the genesis of the success. Okay. Um, you know, we were just we were grinding as a band, living in the same house, and just kind of putting out music, trying to get it up on um hype machine, just getting all the blogs and just. Mm. Sure. You know, like honestly, like eating day old donuts, like living like like truly day to day and just grinding it out, knowing that we had a hit in us. And then um I remember one night like like this just like I, I was out DJing, then I came home, then they had the skeleton for this track, and then we finished it like that night and sent it off to management and it, it just knew it was a hit right away. Hit play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Check it out. There must be something in the water. And so you said this was like the best MC in yeah, Toronto. Cra- crazy rapper, like, crazy rapper. Bar too. out Drake, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I've been a lot better this year about talking shit about Drake. I used to have a lot of heat Debatable. fire bars. Yeah, you Debatable. think so? I thought I was doing good this year. You but, do bring him up a lot. Okay. More, yeah. I, I keep him in the news. Cycle. I mean, you're not as spicy, but I, you do bring him. I, up I think a lot. I think it's okay to have a, have two conversations about Drake at once. He's he's obviously amazing, and yeah. there's lots of stuff that you're just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've heard yeah. this. Yeah, 130 million plays on Spotify. It's. So, you said they had the skeleton. Um, is this the producer that you were talking yeah, about? Yeah, so this is a latch beat, um, and Coleman wrote this. And yeah, so they I came home from DJing one night. They had this made. Then I was just like, oh, shit, this is crazy. And then I think the next morning um, we sat down, and then uh, I, I, I helped record a bunch of the vocals on this. But, like, I think this is this is Coleman and Latch. Like, this is their song. Mm. They're, they're the main songwriters. And I participate in the songwriting in a bit of more like, kind of like a, a voice of like, hey, like let's talk about this. Hey, do you like this? Like, do you think this should be a, a verse or do you think this should be that? But they're the, they're the real like, they're the songwriting duo mm. of Coleman Hell. And there's some songs that I kind of write a little bit on, sure. but I, I don't really write as they're they're the, definitely the primary writers, okay. and they're the they're the people this is that great. made this. Um, this is pop music. Yeah, I'd call is that this. What we call I'd it? call this pop. pop. Yeah. Um, so this isn't a real banjo. This is Latch playing a banjo VST on the keyboard. Oh, fair play. I was gonna ask yeah. about that. Killing that shit. Yeah. It is similar to like I don't know, like a later Calvin Harris, like David Guetta, whatever yeah, yeah, you call yeah. that genre. Oh, of shout music. out to Vici, R.I.P. Okay. He really, yeah. he really put a lot of the groundwork in for just kind of like bringing organic elements Bet. into uh, electronic music. You I, know? I dig it, man. There's, there's a curious lack of melody in popular mainstream music now. Yeah, it like you know, as a component of music, melody often lacks. Like yeah. you listen to uh, like some of these Billie uh, Eilish, oh Eilish yeah, definitely songs, and it's it's like drum. Yeah. You know, it's lacks like a melodic tone to it. Yeah, uh, yeah Coleman's Col- like a melody this genius. Is I don't think yeah. she can sing. Yeah. Perhaps. Well, uh, I mean, I think just a lot of a lot of music, especially like uh, popular hip hop music, lacks melody too. Yeah. Well, Billy Billy's doing something else though. Mm. She's kind of like uh, she's got she's, a, really she's on a whole different wave. So yeah. Yeah. she's really uh, good. yeah yeah kind of reminiscent of a uh, Lana Del Rey. Mm. A lot of aesthetic, sure. maybe not as much 
you know. So so this point here is like the best part of our live show. This this drop, the whole crowd is in, and it's just like fire. Then this this drop comes back. It feels so good. So for example, when you're playing this song live, so Latch I'm is playing, on keys. So Latch is playing the the banjo riff on the keys. Coleman's singing. That I'm playing like the piano chords at this point. Yeah, the, the, the beat is just kind of coming off. And the, you you have a drummer? No, 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 no drummer. It's just the three of us. Okay. Yeah. There must be something I just looped it again to yeah, yeah, see yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about it. That, yeah. Yeah, that's when did a this good come song, out? Man. 2016, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's been a few years. So yeah. are you guys like rich and balling off of this track now? Is that how it works? No, out? no, like not like not rich and balling, but it's it's it's, it's it let nice, us live. Yeah. Um. Just as artists, as like you know, modest artists, you know, that's what I mean? pretty dope. 120 million hey, streams, fresh donuts. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah, that gets yeah. you fresh in donuts. that yeah. Spotify tax bracket where, yeah, you can live modestly. I hope. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's I like, hope 120 million. Streams you know, it's that it's that point where of a YouTube like uh, vlogger goes to. It's like I'm quitting my day job to do this full time now. Word. Yeah. And I love winning uh, like a really dope artist. Like you no longer need the middleman vehicle to blow up now. If your song's dope, you can kind of just get yeah. it off sometimes. And I, I really like that you guys are successful to this degree. It's truly fucking amazing to yeah. have that many, like, to think about that many times of a song being played is fucking yeah. nuts, dude. No, I know. Did you guys like get? placement on like commercial or in a movie or soundtrack um, or something? yeah there's there's some there's some stuff i don't really is remember it in the new godzilla no, uh, no. Be I, there, there's some there's some random places i can't remember what they were okay. nothing nothing yeah, super sure. like crazy so, crazy but yeah how's it for you in toronto we had a song in gray's anatomy that was funny there yeah. it is yeah not this song another song but that was kind of funny it was a scene where like somebody punched their mom <laughs> 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 yo, yo, yo! Send me the episode yo. number. I'll make a. Yeah, I'll make I, an I, I audio gram. Yeah, 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 it's funny though. Yeah. Coleman would do a bit about it when we were uh, performing. He's like, you know, this song was on Grey's Anatomy. Don't punch your mom. <laughs> I'm gonna find that. Great. Coleman's Coleman's got like a lot of natural, like kind of just like personality and comedy. He's a really funny guy. So he's he's got yeah. Yo, not to derail the 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 flow we got right now, but can we do like a really quick like profile like hit all the the stats of your crew like age where they're from and yeah so kind of so me me coleman and and, uh latch are all from thunder bay and so we kind of like grew up like we were kind of like there's a couple like different kind of like bands that we were all kind of part of and then we all moved to toronto then kind of like some people left and then some people stayed then we kind of like formed a new crew and then that kind of became like working on coleman hell Mm. And so Coleman's a few years younger than me. I think he's uh, he's like 1989 or something. Okay. I'm 85, and Latch is 86. And SV, I don't know, the guy's ageless. He's just an icon. Wait, where did he come in to the? So club? we met him. Actually, we opened for him back in Thunder Bay way back in the day, and then we kind of touched base with him back in Toronto. We just hit it off, and we kind of just became. He just came became part of the crew. Bet. And yeah, so yeah, I remember one day we just like got drunk in a park, and he's like, "Yo, can I be part of Sideways?" And we were like, "Yeah, man, dope, tight." Yeah, yeah. And you guys got a really strong crew. Yeah, yeah, it's the music is, yeah, it's really is great. Yeah. Oh yeah, how how is it for you? Like just in the city now? In, Are you like in Toronto? 
do people recognize you? Uh, is there a lot of not, love from not, not artists? Like, people don't like recognize me on the street or anything like that. Like no, not no. yet. What about yeah. like in circles? Like yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Like our, our crew artists. is like you know we we've got like we were building up a reputation and uh, you know we've had a bunch of successes. So yeah, that's cool. Uh, I think Coleman gets recognized sometimes. Uh, so basically, he's got the. The six on lock. He's he's, he's, he's the true six. He's god. the six god. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. You know. We're like, the six. Yeah. They're the six gods. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah I like you, know, you know. There's a lot of heavy competition. Yeah. I got the weekend Bieber and Drake. Yeah. Like, you know, there's some they pretty heavy hitters. Ass. Who? I think you could. The weekend. Never heard of them. Bieber. <laughs> Who's that? Huh? Uh, yeah. Word. Very cool, man. I mean, uh, shoot. Let's keep going. Um, yeah. I think. I think. Pull let's up some uh, latch. Is he on SoundCloud? Uh, Spotify, Spotify. Spotify that's good. what I mean. I'm sorry. Um, Here, let me let you uh, pull him up. Yeah. So pretty much with Latch, um, Here, we, hold your mic while you. Um, so me and Latch um, have on his earlier projects. Um, I actually helped produce and uh, co-write a bunch of the songs, and then on his um, more recent stuff, like we used to live together. So when we lived together, I worked a bunch on his earlier two projects. And then his last ones, it's just been him just making them totally on his own. Dope. And so um, since I'm here, we might as well play a song that I worked on with him just because that's... No doubt. Uh, yeah, tight. You know, why not? Um, let's see. Uh, this is this is a song that I... Uh, I I'm not... I don't, I don't, like, write a lot of lyrics. I'm not, like, a super big songwriter. Um... But on these Latch albums, uh, I helped produce a lot of them. So it's just kind of some of the stuff that I actually produced a bit more. And so this song is Nights. This is actually a song I wrote after a breakup song. And it's one of the choruses I actually, uh, actually uh, wrote. And then Latch came in with his melodies. And, um, you know. Is that common Who's spelling? Who's on the vocals? Latch? This is Latch on the vocals. Okay. Yeah. Common spelling? L-A-T-C-H? L-A plus C-H. Okay. Yeah, so really just like kind of vibing on melodies. Kind of really organic kind of production style. This is dope. You're really talented, man, and I'm super happy to have you here today. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Do you, uh, in terms of your art, do you have like T-shirts printed or just large prints for sale? Or um, we got a few T-shirts left at the gallery, and um, I'm going to be dropping a, a custom shirt on my website later this month too. Okay. So I'm really excited about that. Nice. I got to get me get my hands on some of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and remind me to give you the money for uh, that book too, Jordan, before you take off. How, uh, when did you guys make this song? Um, this probably this. I think this album was 2016, 2017, kind of right around there. Um, Good year for you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was we had a house. This was kind of like we had a house. We all like lived together. It was kind of like the that like kind of golden house where like we made a lot of hits and a lot of cool stuff, and um, a lot of more like we made a bunch of other hits in other houses and done a bunch of other stuff. But this was kind of like that like that kind of magical vibe in a really cool spot. So you guys don't all stay together anymore? No, we all we all got our own apartments, and uh, which which is nice, you know. Yeah. Like, but I, you know, I do miss the days of just really like just waking up in the middle of the night and making a beat, and then 
homie walks in and lays down a vocals and boom you got a song then boom you got an album yeah do you have any uh do they have any upcoming music coming up or anything like that uh yeah yeah latch has a new album coming out and coleman's been releasing just kind of we've been just kind of dropping singles i saw i saw on spotify that there's a 2019 track uh on there as well. oh yeah yeah coleman we've we released like four songs this year uh, a bunch of awesome stuff Tight. and just trying just trying to like I know it's kind of like navigating the new way to release music. It's kind of yeah. like, do you drop an album? Do you drop singles? You know, kind of just kind of like, yeah. It's like, it's, we have a lot of music, so sometimes it's kind of like, what do you do next? It's kind of like, yeah. with kind of the success of your your visual artwork, um, is music taking more of a backseat, or are you still trying to um, balance? Oh, I'm trying. I'm trying to keep it. I'm trying to keep a balance. Like, definitely, I've been more focused on the art in the last six months. Because I've been trying to get this show ready, um, but yeah, no, music is still a huge passion of mine, and so it's just finding that, finding that zone, and uh, there's nothing like the rush of playing live. Sure. Like I love it so much. Yeah, very cool, man. Well, are we missing anything? Uh, are, are we missing anything, Jordan? Do we need to unpackage anything else? I want to make you sure were going to we do everything. one more thing. That oh, you I were saying was a kind of deep. Like not the not the big hit, but the but a kind of a deeper track. I'd be interested in hearing what you're. Oh yeah, well um, was that a Coleman Hill? Yeah, I could do a, a Coleman song. Um, I don't know which one. Let me just look here. Sometimes it's fun to just kind of like remember something yeah. from the past, you know. Yeah. Um, if I if I have time to do a musical share, I think I'll just remember something from the past today. Yes. Yeah. Um. Oh, here's a cool song. This is the title track off of our album. It's kind of like some we we made this called album Summer, called Summerland, Summerland in a cabin. The song goes hard live. You enjoy performing? Love it. When are we gonna get that Coleman Hill uh, Japan tour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Working on it, building the connections here right hey. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get the whole crew out here. I want to get uh, SV and Latch. It'd be Please. really fun. Uh, yeah, I would like to be present absolutely. for that. I would like to have a podcast with those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be awesome. Who are some of your like contemporary artists that you really enjoy right now? Wait, just wait. I just love this okay. drop. just kind of like just making like weird weird kind of crazy music too it's not all like straight pop you know a lot of it is just kind of like exploring just like cool sounds cool instruments and just kind of like having fun yeah that's dope yeah yeah so yeah anyways that's like you know uh the coleman discography has got a really dynamic range it's really got um a lot of cool stuff so yeah. Yeah. Um, contemporary artists I'm into right now. Um, I've been I've been really vibing on this album, 100 Gex. It's crazy. You know Gex? Oh, there's a fist bump a going. Thousand on. Gex. Yeah. Uh, actually, <clears throat> my guy put me on to them a long time ago. It's Japanese DJ, but I didn't listen to them until a couple weeks ago. 
I don't know how to describe it, but it's dope. Like contemporary yeah. pop music. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you should put on put it on for just a quick second. Um, which, or do you, which, do you which track to, do, do you have like? Time? I mean, yeah, um, we got all the time. Yeah. Um, okay. um, maybe just a uh, money machine. Word. It's uh, it's like the the main the main hit off there. Hit. It's kind of weird to call it a hit. Mm. I think the first song is I uh, Hey You Little Piss Baby. Oh, I dig it. <laughs> oh, shit. I should have let that play. Now you're good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. You think you're so fucking tough. You talk a lot of big game for someone such a small truck. How would you describe this? I don't know. Like, it's like um, future punk. Charlie XCX. Insanity. Uh, it's like, almost like a There's a bit of... Tune. Die Antwerp. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, what's the? I don't know. There's a. It's like some death grips. Yeah, definitely. Almost sounds like uh, what is it? Chip tune, or uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it gets glitchy gl- at times, yeah. Oh, yeah. but glitch, the vocals are pop. hella pitched up. Yeah. Uh, Lauren Less and Dylan. I forgot Dylan's name. Dylan, Dylan Brady, Brady, I believe. Yeah. yeah. This is interesting. I'm not familiar with this either. I like ringtone. That's my joint. Yeah, yeah ringtone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> it's funny because I've, like, this album is, like, really, like, kind of, like, blowing up in the underground right now. And I think Word. they just had a big New York Times review. And I've been bringing it up to people and, like, getting, like, it's either people have no idea or people are, like, yo, I'm so on that. So right. I think it's a really cool project. Yeah, I'm kind of mad it took me so long to get onto it, but... That's still pretty recent. Yeah. Why don't you go into your track? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah man. Uh, that's, that's what I've been listening to lately. That kind of new wave of pop music that's not, you know, Taylor Swift or whatever. Like, I would say maybe Charlie XCX is the most popular person on that, or Billie Eilish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, this kind of stuff that's under the surface. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's yeah, super really cool. exciting. Yeah. Uh, the track I'm going to play is a Korean rapper who I've talked about a few times on here. He just dropped a new album, and I think I think I think it's his best project so far. Sick. Uh, this is Be Free. This just came out. The album's called Free from Hell. And this song the is called No Stopping. Artist name is B-Free. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Korean guy. I think he spent some time in L.A. also. Can you hit the like on that so I remember the name and stuff? That little heart. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, I don't know, but this whole album is very, like, I want to say southern rap Ooh. influenced. Like, it's got a lot of tinges of Memphis. Sounds West Coast, yeah. Yeah, it does. There's also, yeah, some, you know, L.A. in there, too. Yeah, this is like uh, some real G-Funk. A- like, everybody yeah. in the studio's head is bobbing in sync right now. <laughs> and I mean, I've liked his other stuff, so for this to be his best project, I think, speaks to how good it is. Ooh. 
Yeah, this is pretty slap worthy. Yeah, this is very Cali for me, yeah. Yeah, he's with that record label I bring up sometimes when I talk about Korean rappers' highlight records. He's not with them anymore, but the that crew, the president or the founder of that record label, I would say is definitely my favorite Korean rapper. And he's he's put out so much good material. His name is Palo Alto. He's been releasing these little two-track EPs throughout the year. He just released part four. He, sli- he slid into like just my favorite MCs, just nice. off the strength. But I would say Be Free is like very close behind him as, yeah. you know, being on that level of MCs I always check wow. out and try to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. This is more that that Memphis I was talking about. Oh, this uh, isn't the same joint? Yeah, that's his uh, shit. I've been listening to this other uh, a Thai rapper, uh, Young Ohm. Have you heard of him? Really Sounds dope. familiar. Yeah, yeah, really dope. Young Ohm. Yeah. That sounds very familiar. Yeah, he's yeah. really dope. Oh, he works with... Uh, he's a producer. No? Uh, maybe. I don't know. He's definitely a rapper. Mm. Maybe, maybe I'm tripping. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah not familiar. Okay. Really dope, though. Worth checking out. So much good music out right yeah. now, man. So yeah, and he's just killing it like in, in his whole scene. Like yeah. He's got videos like 100 million on YouTube wow. and stuff. Like He's really doing really well. So much good music. Yeah. Of all genres as well. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do a musical share today just for time constraints. We're already well into the thick of it. But uh, let's go ahead and hit him with some unchanging type of stuff. Or is there anything that we missed, Jordan, that we should talk about his art in any degree? There's tons uh, to say. I don't know. Yeah. We yeah. Gotta, we, I, as far as musical I, I, drops. I'd like to get more into some of your guys' show things. So like, if you okay. guys got some like kind of... Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right now... Go we, see the show. That's yeah. that's that's what I have to say about yeah. the show. Go see it. It's, it's absolutely an Go experience. Yeah. Yes. Diesel Gallery is an experience. Shibuya. Not yeah. to be missed. No, up till November 14th. It's open till 9 most days. So Free. Free. I just said that. I didn't confirm. You're right, though. You're right. It's so. free for listeners Yo, just, of the Mega Late Show. In, yeah, just say, uh, I'm Mega here with Late. the Mega Late. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah, right, yeah. that's right. They'll let you in for free. They know. Apex Mountain. We're up there with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, I definitely. I'm going to get there to check it out maybe next week. My wife is also going to be gone all. Yeah, especially since I can walk. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you ain't doing anything Tuesday night, man, let's check it out. Yeah. Possible. Okay. Word. Shoot. The Unchanging. Bum, bum, bum. All right. Uh, I think I think I already know what your answer is going to be here, Misha. But favorite member of the Wu-Tang Clan. Wait, who do you think the answer is going to be? RZA. Correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. yo, man, he's like birth wait, of a prince. But wait, so. let me let me give my like my like surprising like second favorite. Oh, can I guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Capadonna, Master Killer. Boom, Master. Um, yeah, those the, that album that he released. I forget what it's called. The now. first one, No Said Date. No Said Date. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's, that's a good album. Yeah, yeah, that is. Whew. That's one of the better solo projects. Uh, Definitely underrated, yeah. underrated yeah. Wu album for yeah. sure. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. You even got the b-boy cut on there. You could break to that yeah. shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some good joints on there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Definitely yeah. better than uncontrolled substance. I went back to listen to that Inspect the Deck album. Man, what a trash album. Yeah. Uncontrolled well, you substance know, is trash. That, yeah, yeah. Don't ever in your whole life. Inspect the Deck is had a tragic, you know. Yeah. Well, let's, let's not that talk blood about, let's really not, fucked not, up a lot of let's shit. Let's not hit on the bad points of Wu Tang. Well, let's no, I'm just because yeah. you know, <laughs> one more bad point can I hit on, please? <laughs> yeah. When he was working more. on that album and that flood came through, yeah. like yeah. Oh. he lost he got wa- wiped out. Yeah. Oh shit! I don't know. know Takao still a classic. They lost some Method stuff. I didn't know that. Yeah, they lost all of Method Man's album. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Takao is like the after the afterbirth. Yeah. Yeah. Still did pretty good with After that. After B hyphen Earth. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah. Um uh, did go, anybody go see Wu Tang and American Saga? This like Did it come out? Yeah, three episodes of it are out. Don't ever watch that shit in your whole fucking Yo, life. Yo, do you know what I did see like, though? It is bad. This really? this it year this year in Toronto, I got to see Wu Tang from side stage in Toronto. Everybody was there with two old dirties kids. Doing old dirty parts, and the whole Wu Tang clan was there, and it was, and I was like eight feet away from them. It was, it was like there's not many shows that I geek out for, but that was one of them. I was like, this is a moment. They were performing like the classics too. Oh yeah, I just just did like the full like what you want to hear. That's what I want to see. Yeah, I don't want to hear eight diagrams or Iron Flag. Yo, I fuck with that Wolves song though. You know that you know that Wolves was uh. That's a good song, yeah, Erica yeah. Badu. Yeah, 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 that's a good song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I but yeah, I know, but like, but like, but, all, yeah. but like, if yeah. I'm, if I'm only getting sixteen songs, I'm not picking that one. Yeah. No, Wu yeah. still makes good songs. Yeah. Albums. Mm. I feel like but all the okay, Wu though, sound like, like they're trying to sound like Wu now. Yeah. Like something's yeah. lost there. Yeah. That's why I like Ghostface type rap. Method Man has kind of fallen back into the place where, um, well, Met's always always been. Kind of always been like that. He's never been trying though. to capture, you yeah. know, that time. He's just like, I'm Method Man. This is yeah. what I do. Col- yeah. Coleman is a method. Coleman is a is a, a method. Meth- <laughs> he's, he's a huge. <laughs> right. That's the sound clip we use for yeah. an episode. Like Coleman is a method. Yeah. We've got the inside scoop here. Click I, on the regulations for more know details. You call method Man uh, fans. No, but I yeah. think a method. Is he, really good. He, he can he can recite those those Method Red albums yeah. like front to back. Tight. He is. You, you guys would love to have him on here. Yeah. He's a music like encyclopedia. The guy knows he knows like, he you could go toe to toe talking about hip hop and mm-hmm. any other like genre of music. Like he's insanely uh knowledgeable. Oh, those are the conversations. Like, if yeah. we ever get him on, we'll have to do the greatest album of the ever. That'd be yeah. interesting. Yeah. 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 For sure. It's a segment that we do sometimes where we discuss and rank albums. Sick. So, or, yeah. But yeah, um Meth Heads. We're bringing it back. We're taking that back. Like they did Porch Monkey on Clerks too. There we go. Uh, let's see what other. Okay. If you were on a desert island yeah. and you could only choose two artists whose entire music catalogs you would have access to, yeah, who do you choose? Uh, okay, Beck one. I, I know that that's that's the easy one. That's a great catalog. Yeah, it's an insanely good catalog. It, you get a lot of dance. You get a lot of uh, kind of depressed music. You get a lot of like there's like country album. Like some of his early stuff is just really like wacky. Um, I definitely do that as one. And you know, actually, it's pretty easy. Daft Punk. Oh, that, nice. That would be it. Uh, I think another great catalog. I think I could go to the grave with with those two discographies and feel pretty confident. That um, like I, there's other bands like Chemical Brothers that I would like consider, but I think Daft Punk 
really kind of hits a few more notes that I kind of like vibe on a little bit more. Um, yeah. Even their like uh, the Tron Legacy. Oh, it's so um, they're fucking yeah. I, I I got to see them live on their live tour, and it was ooh, one of the well, it was like the craziest show I ever saw, and it was it was pure insanity. I remember like meeting Busy P out in the crowd. Like, he was just like standing in the back. I went to, like I just like went to go watch from who was this? For the, uh, the their manager slash like uh, head of Ed Banger Records. Yeah, Bet. yeah. Ed Banger. He was in the crowd. He was just like standing in the back, kind of like watching. Where? Then at one point, I just kind of like, just kind of like, I just kind of like did like a lap to kind of just like kind of take it all in from being like right in the center of the crowd. And he was just kind of standing there admiring it. I was like, busy P, cool. And just like shook his hand, but it was like, just felt like really cool in the moment. Word. Yeah. Can I get a minute 35 seconds late of airspace? I'm going to play a Tobacco Beck track while uh, I was talking. Ah, sick. Love this song. This album really blew me away when it came out. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Tobacco and uh, Black Moth Super Rainbow. Yeah. Did you hear the Aesop Rock and uh, Tobacco album this year? Um, no, no, but Aesop is on this album, isn't oh, wow. he? I think he has one cut, yeah. Or they did a production on one of the Aesop albums. It's the Dirt remix. Yeah, they did. yeah, yeah. But the way that they cut uh, um, Beck's voice on this is so dope. I, I love I love producing in this style. I love chopping vocals. That's a really uh, a thing that I like really love to do. It's, uh, it, uh, like I was saying earlier about that William S. Burroughs cut up method. Yeah. It's like reminiscent. I love just kind of like shuffling samples and then like just like listing it back till you find like a little like couplet that works and then kind of like working out of that. Just kind of like randomly throwing a bunch of clips together, like yeah. grabbing a chunk, copying it, sliding parts randomly, overlaying it over top of another chunk of just random samples and just listening for something cool in the madness. What type of equipment are you using? I'm Ableton. Ableton. Um, but you, I have, you said you have a push? Yeah, I have a push. I don't produce with that, though. That's just for live. I, I, I don't like producing with uh, physical consoles. Oh, I just don't. Okay. It's just not my, not my workflow. Yeah. Um, I just I just do it all with a mouse. Like I don't, I don't really... Some people you like. You mean it. you don't like using I'm the, I'm the same way. Yeah, like I'm not like an NPC or like a uh, like machine. Like I got friends who use the machine and are awesome with it, but I'm just faster without it. So I just kind of don't really. Yeah. Yeah. Who are some Japanese artists, or do you listen to any Japanese artists? Uh, musical that, artists. That you like? Yes. Um. Yeah. Well, this band that we went and got went and saw Dino Dino Junior was really cool. Oh, not shit. Dinosaur Junior. Dino oh. Junior. Yeah, they were really cool. <laughs> I got disappointed. <laughs> I, had like, to I was like, yo, no. I love dinosaur. Oh. Yeah, no, so no, his name is actually Dino, and he's a junior of his dad. So he's got and it's a really cool Japanese band we went and saw. Um, some really cool stuff. Um uh, I know there's other ones, but I, I'm 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 blanking on uh You should check out Dos Monos. Yeah. Those guys are uh cool. there's I, I um back home I got a, a bunch of like Coleman actually showed me a bunch of really cool uh, kind of like '80s Japanese, kind of like lounge, kind of jazz music. That's mm. really dope. So I, I yeah, listen to a bunch of that. Just really cool, kind of like weird stuff. Kind of like feels like George Benson or something, but it just kind of like really cool. There's an uh, event out here called Showa Kayo. Yeah, and they only play music, or they mainly play music from like the '70s and '80s, yeah. like Japanese pop 
R&B type music and yeah. it's just like yo all of this is amazing yeah you no know? that's cool yeah no I I don't I don't know a, I don't know a ton to be totally honest uh, there's another rapper that I uh, really like uh, Pets he's oh, from uh, I'm not familiar he's a Shibuya guy hmm. and uh, another guy uh, he's just got a couple songs out but he's like really hot right now uh, Gabe it's uh, G-A-B-3 on Instagram he's, huh. he's doing some cool stuff he uh, dropped a track with Skepta Pets and Gabe yeah yeah, cool. I'm dudes. surprised we don't know that. Yeah, the, the scene out here is so large, but somewhat fractured that you not know yeah. that somebody is doing a really dope event, and they will have been doing that for quite yeah. a long time. Yeah, when I when I was up here last time, uh, my my buddy introduced me to Pets, and I went to a show. That's where I saw y- Young Ohm play, and he was really dope. So he was kind of like, oh, he was out there. here. Yeah, 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 I saw him perform, and I got to meet him. So he was a really cool, dude. Uh, a major component of our podcast is finding out all the dope shows and events that are going on, and we uh, have created a calendar to aggravate, uh, aggravate, to aggregate all of this information. And so whenever we find out, yeah, one of the reasons that we are like, what the fuck? And one yeah. of the reasons we started is because you hear about so many talented people coming out and just yeah. they come and go and nobody fucking knows. So yeah. uh, we try to put that down. Yo, Do you I know how to spell pets? Um, P-E-T-Z. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, Z. I don't know. We do. We must do be a Z young in guy. America. How do you spell gray? Uh, G-R-E-Y. Mm. See, I always heard that like the Europeans use E for like Europe, and then the Americans use A um, for Pets. America. Pets is P-E-T-Z underscore six. On Insta? On Instagram. Okay. We'll check that out. And uh, Gabe is G-A-B-3. Word. Cool. Let's hit him with another uh, unchanging Lato. When you walk into a room, Misha, yep. or you're about to fight... Let's be honest, an aging Mike Tyson. So you have a chance. <laughs> or I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I got it. Don't put me up like that. That's bad news. Or you're going to fight somebody in the octagon. You know, it's WrestleMania. Yeah. The no spoilers No up. spoilers for the fight that happened today. Man, I, I was up happened. at 5 o'clock. Don't say it. Don't even, yeah. I don't even know. I don't know what you guys are talking expression. about. Uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov versus just Dustin hey, that's all Poirier. We can, that's all we can talk about. Okay, moving on. You I killed that. that Nurmagomedov, right? <laughs> you nailed hey, that. Shout out to yeah, yeah, yeah. Good Kazakhstan. pronunciation. Okay, cool. So we're moving on. What's your theme music or what's your song that you come out to? Oh, that's a great question. Um... Soul sucking chicken from Beck. Oh, soul sucking jerk. <laughs> soul sucking jerk. I ain't gonna jerk. work for no soul yeah. sucking jerk. Is gonna break that down tonight. Zane Jack, a great song. Um, a jam. I I I don't know. the The first song that popped into my head is the Beastie Boys. They are coming home. They're coming <laughs> home. They're coming. <laughs> I think I could kick some ass to that. But right. uh, I don't know. I there's probably a million songs that would get me hyped. Um, oh yo, there's this track um by this artist um, De- oh uh, not Death Grips um Death uh oh, sorry I- Cap for Cutie no 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 um, <laughs> sorry yo hold up hold up hold up. <laughs> oh, it's a Death Cap for Cutie uh Kiss of Death by Death Pact mm. yo yo do we got time to play one more one yeah. more track is that cool. Am yeah, let me find it. Are we allowed to just what do is it stuff called? like we, kiss, yeah. kiss of Death by Death Pact? Death Pact, one word. It's Res and Death Pact. Sometimes I just like listen to one song and just get, I just get hyped on this. This one right here. Yeah, this is it. Oh shit! Nobody knows who it is yet. 
They just uh, premiered their uh, first set at Shambhala mm. recently. It's Eric Andre. At where? Uh, Shambhala. It's a big Canadian rave music festival. One of the guests that we had on the podcast worked with Shambhala. Really? Yeah. Sims, maybe. I love this kind of like, just like dirty electronic. It's like an ambient death metal. I've just been uh, putting this song on like loop and like walking around Tokyo and just listening to this on like one track repeat for like Mm. half an hour in a row. I love doing that with songs. Yeah, I do that quite a bit. That's primarily how I listen to music on repeat. Crazy, yeah, crazy, dope. crazy heavy stuff. Um, yeah. Anyways, that's just a, a, a new track that I've been on recently. Oh, that's really dope, though. Yeah. Uh, what about if you were to make a biopic about any person within the music industry? Uh, whose biopic would you make? Um, okay, let me think. Yeah. Uh, who do I who do I really want to dig into as a as a musician? Obviously, this would be executed in the best possible way. Unlike Wu Tang and American Saga, that's disappointing to hear. Ah, I just don't. I find so much of it. Yeah. Yo, <sighs> what? What? Ah, uh, no. I don't know. Let me think. Death Cab for Cutie. <laughs> um. Yo, what about what about the homie uh, Chad Kruger and Avril? They 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 had a they've had a crazy career. Chad, Nickelback, and uh oh okay yo yo shout out shout out to Chad Uncle Chad That'd be interesting um I don't know anything about this yeah. guy yeah did you know Nickelback yes familiar yeah so like you know uh just huge Canadian rock band blew up and like he started dating Avril Lavigne Avril Lavigne's got a crazy Canadian music mm. career and uh Avril is just a huge inspiration for us back in the day and Chad's a super sideways. Awesome no, wait, for, no. For, for him. Yeah, just for us, for us growing up, like, oh, okay, just like, okay, just okay. like that kind of like young kind of punk stuff, and yeah, she was pop, but like still like you know. You guys fucked with it. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. And um, Chad actually is half owner of the label that we're signed to in Canada, oh. so we've actually had a bunch of chances to hang out with him and kind of get to know him. And he, cool guy. He's a super super nice guy, and I think uh, I think like in like uh. The music world, like, you know, people get misunderstood and like people like, you know, people love to shit on them. Yeah. And I think that they're actually some like really nice dudes. Sure. So sometimes yeah. you become like the butt of a joke and then yeah. it just becomes that. And like, know. I think like, you know, the dude's actually just a really great songwriter and him and his friends and him and his brother just yeah. make cool music. And there's a few know? bands that kind of get like that type of flack, like, uh, yeah, I don't need Nickelback. I, yeah, I, I just I don't I hate the negativity, man. Like, yeah. like, like if you don't like it, just just chill. Just There's don't listen to it. Like, to I, I don't, I'm not I'm not a fan of if people aren't hurting anybody. If they're just making music that they like, I I hate when people get down on people. So, mm. you know, I I think Chad's got a cool story. I think he's a cool dude. That's a that's would it a be nice both answer. of them like on some Johnny and June type shit? Yeah, I don't or? know. Maybe I don't know. I don't even know. I don't Are even they still know. Together? We're still working or? on the screen. I, I don't I don't think yeah. they're I don't I don't know. I don't think there's. 
Yo, Yo. I'm gonna say this band because I like one song by them a lot. I, I think they're Canadian. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing because of the Avril Lavigne connection. Yeah, some forty one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So she was married to him. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some forty one's dope. Yeah, Bet. I love all that Canadian pop music. You know, like I'm I'm a big pop music person. Hey, yo, and there are a lot of secret Canadians yeah. that are heavily throughout pop I, culture. I think there's a lot of music kind of like snobbery out there, and I think like sometimes people like don't appreciate the bands that just go out and make songs that just make you feel good and just make you have fun and just a good time with your friends. And, you know, sometimes it's like maybe not your style, but like it's just people like, you know, kind of dreaming big and just kind of having fun. Sure. I love that. I've actually been reading this book called um, Cultural Theory and Pop Culture and Popular Culture by John Story. And uh, it's an interesting look into like the hegemonic struggle of pop music against like establishment. And it's really good if you're interested in those type of cool. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. Shoot me a link. I'm really I'm oh sure sure I'm really critical about some forms of pop music when it seems yeah but you know yeah people are allowed to like what they like and well, I'm not true critical about that yeah I'm I'm kind of the opposite I, I I I only like criticizing stuff if I think they're um, hurting somebody or taking advantage of somebody or like you know if we're like if we're like kind of like disrespecting a culture or if you're like disrespecting women or if you're dropping like really kind of offensive language sure. uh, without purpose yeah. you sure. know what i mean that kind of stuff I, I i i'm i'm all about criticizing but like i i i just love pop music yeah. like you know like go do i love yeah. Katy perry like that teenage dream is one of my favorite albums of all time and i i can just vibe on all that kind of pop music so yeah. i'm a big but fan of all that i don't know if it was on podcast or not but just uh we at one point this evening we were discussing like um uh, culture vultures and people who take yeah, yeah, from yeah. And, and a lot of times that's where I have issues with popular yeah, music definitely. where it's like you know yeah. obviously this person is manufacturing a sound that is maybe somebody else made and, yeah you and know, that's so I think that's that should be I called out yeah. I, and I think that's that's yeah. a responsible thing yeah. to do and and also should be kept in check on that for, for me like uh, you know obviously popular music uh, is the most lucrative uh, market uh, within Absolutely. within music culture and so there's a whole kind of business aspect of it and things yeah. and that's where I become a little bit more critical about it as like a cultural mainstay and where it sits in like the socio-political spectrum of art you yeah. know what I mean so, yeah that's, a, that's an important but, spot but but again like like what you like yeah you know I just I mean? don't like it when uh, people like, like shit on stuff because they think it's corny and it's like you know what like people like Ed yeah. Sheeran and sure. like it's just a silly love song, but like, you know, that gets some people through the day. Sure. And I think like, if like, we're like, oh, I'm too cool for that. Then like, there's somebody that is just honestly listening to that and liking that, then that makes them feel mm. shitty mm. and maybe ashamed of just sure. liking what they like. And I think that's like, kind of like, even like, yeah. like, even with like shows like Game of Thrones, everybody was like, these writers are like pieces of shit like fuck those guys like yeah. not fuck those guys like they didn't make an ending you liked and yeah they definitely made some mistakes outside of their hands yeah. to a large degree yeah and there's a lot of complexity that goes into a show like right. that like who knows what actors demands screen time yada yada i don't want to end it like this this not and i just like don't like that trend yeah. of just kind of like jumping on people just because you don't like it yeah like you see it a lot too yeah it's like uh something that that is not even really true but becomes like a kind of mimetic mimetic yeah it's like people just pick up on it it's like yo gsp is not a boring fighter 
You know what I mean? It's oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, exactly. and, but people say, oh, he's laying prey after he lost to Matt Sarah. And it's like, no, dude, do you see what he did to Fidge and Alves after that? But yeah. because people, it's easy for them to kind of just think about that little mimetic tidbit of opinion and just recite it as if they're educated on it. Well, you see and, that a lot. And people think that just because somebody's like got some fame that you can just shit on them. Yeah. And it's like, these people are human beings and Mm. like, yeah, indeed. And so I think that that's the kind of thing that I like to kind of like stand up against. No doubt. And it's not like really like a big, like, it's kind of like people are like, well, what, what are you standing up for? It's like, kind of like, it's not really like an important thing to stand up for, but like, I struggle with that a lot as, you know, someone who's listened to a lot of music in general, but especially hip hop music. And when someone who is, you know, the common listener it's like, oh yes, I love that new, that new new. Like, yeah, that's fine. It's it's okay. It's great. But you know, coming from a place of maybe I've heard something like that before, or yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. whatever. But then you know, you gotta humble yourself. Like, I'm getting into house music or more electronic music, and I'm sure some of the people I'm like people who are deep in that genre and have heard everything are kind of fucking rolling their eyes like oh my fucking god you like that shit right Right. there yeah yeah, yeah. it's kind of like that just gotta like you know it's like let people go on their own journey well it's like it's like gatekeeping right it's like yeah you know it's like just let people like learn about stuff at their own pace gatekeeping is popular right now one of the things i noticed about um coming to japan for the first time the first hip-hop show i hit up was in osaka and I came here before I knew anything about Japan or spoke the language or anything and just went to a show. And I'd been going to shows mostly in like in California, Bay Area. And, and um, people always went to those shows with attitude. Like they kind of lean back and arms were crossed. And a lot of times they're like, OK, how, yeah, yeah, let's just see. Let's just see what you have. And I'm probably not going to like it. It's probably not going to be good enough. You're probably, you know, and then you come to Japan and these people, everybody's got their hands in the air. Everybody's going nuts. Everybody's just like, oh, I love this music. Sugoi, sugoi, you know, super enthusiastic. Everybody's friends. Everybody's coming up, you know, to each other and like saying what's up and like, you know, pushing each other to just dance and have a good time. It's just a really positive vibe, you know, and I appreciate that. Like a lot of Japanese hip hop fans approach a show with like, I am here to live and have an incredible night with these talented musicians straight up. Word. Speaking of an incredible night, again, I am so tremendously happy to have you gentlemen in the building. Do we have one more question late before we start shutting this thing down? Final unchanging. Dun, dun. And this is perhaps the most important question. Oh, final two. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, we something. got, we got. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to do that one first? We can go quick. Cool. Get your shit off. I don't know which one you're going to ask. Um, what's you know the, which one I'm going to ask, but yeah. I don't know which one you're going to what, ask. What's the convenience store game like in Canada or Toronto? Uh, not not as hot as it is in Tokyo, I'll tell you that. Mm, okay. You don't you don't eat food from the convenience store. You eat like pack like you have like Tostitos or like a chocolate bar, but there's nothing like there's no like baked goods. Right. You don't hit. You don't hit the stuff in the. Pretty unique the to Japan, there. I would say. In the Pretty ovens, unique. you don't like. You know, you would never like touch an egg salad sandwich. Nothing like that is like. Ever. I don't think I would ever eat. They have. They have. They have a smaller <laughs> selection, but like no, no, that's just there's no the convenience store game here is way way hotter. So we have a very serious question. Okay. Marry. Fuck. And kill. Does there need to be an or there? 
three yeah. things. 7-Eleven, Lawson's, Family Mart. Do they all just blur together for you? No, 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 no. No, I got an answer. Um, <laughs> I'm a Mary 7-Eleven. I think that there's just a little bit more stability there. <laughs> uh, you know, the brand, the brand's got value. Like the, the brand fam- is strong. There's family money. You know what I mean? Like you want it, you want that, you want that dowry. You want that, you want that, like, you want to know, you want to know that like your kids are taken care of, yeah. you know, and they can go anywhere in the world mm. and they got a, they got a link, you know, they got a spot, they got a, they got a place to go. And they're like seven, seven, 11. Oh, oh. oh. Yo, goats for that. <laughs> yo, but I'm a fuck Lawson. Cause I, I get down with Lawson mm. and it's going to be hot and mm. it's going to get, might get a little bit messy. And, you know, all respect, but that leaves that leaves Family Mart on the cutting room on floor. the cutting room floor exactly off of Apex Mountain. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know what? I'm sure that combination has come up, like the exact choices you made, but no one has ever described it with <laughs> right. as much enthusiasm. <laughs> the dowry is a new added component. Is, yeah, the dowry is a new. Component. What's what's the, what's the most common marriage? Family, Family Mart. Oh really? It's, it's Family yeah. Mart, Lawson, Seven Eleven, I think. Oh shit! So I'm on a I'm on a different wave. Yeah, it's all right. You've only been here twice. I forgive you. We're a Lawson's podcast, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're Lawson's Actually, podcast. I've been transitioning into a like a mini stop type of uh, oh, vibe. You know, dude. So but I'm does it change? What if it's natural Lawson? Well, natural Lawson's is the dark horse pick. Like we usually don't include that because it's almost not fair. It's cheating. It's almost not fair. It's it's like the Whole Foods of convenience stores out here, and there's just a higher quality that comes with that. It's like comparing McDonald's and Shake Shack. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, they're out of they're in it's different, just, it's different different leagues. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's levels to this shit. Hmm. Was that the only question you had? No, my okay. final question was, uh, who is someone that you look up to? Maybe you know them, maybe you don't. They you haven't heard or they haven't told you, hey man, what you're doing is really dope, or maybe you haven't gotten that respect that you would like to get from this person. Who is that? And tell us about them and why, if they gave you that respect or acknowledgement, it would make your life. Who is your senpai you want to be acknowledged by? Um, Avril Lavigne. I've met Avril. Oh, okay. she's really nice. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some more. Yeah. Um, um, no, no, no. I, I, Celine Dion. No, no, no. Oh. No, no, give me Canada's give, finest. Uh, give me Diplo. I, I would love I'd love to just like he's he's just he's he's just got such a fun like vibe and and Done I think a bit of like, everything too yeah I think he's he's really like he's a he's a cultural icon um, absolutely but stepping back to somebody that did acknowledge me that I did get to work with that really was that moment for me was getting to work with chromio. Oh. Ooh, nice! Uh, I did three posters for them, and the nicest dudes ever. And you know, he's A Track's cousin. Another P. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, uh, Dave of Chromio and A Track are cousins. No shit. Yeah. You think you know? Again. I thought they were brothers. What? Am I the only person who didn't know this connection? Jordan. I don't think they're brothers. I think they're. I think they're. I think they're cousins. Mm. But okay. either way, they're they're really they're really tight. Oh, that's their family. Yeah. And so A Track is also a huge 
like he's obviously a guy. yeah he's, he's, he's incredible insane um but yeah i got to work with chromio also a nice ass turntablist Oh, it's like one of the one, greatest, the, one of the best, one of the yeah. greatest of all time. That, that his DMC set with that big yeah. white baggy T-shirt. What, what was he like? Thirteen or fourteen yeah, at the time? He's, he's, Incredible. Yeah, yeah, Montreal kid, I believe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, getting to work with Chromio was huge, and that really made my life awesome. And, uh, yeah. Who uh, who's somebody that you would like to work with now? A dream project. Um, let's try to think of somebody I haven't talked about yet. Um. I felt like you didn't really put enough respect on Celine Dion's name earlier. I Yo, like, you know I, 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 I fucks with Celine. I fucks with Celine. You know, I don't know. Like, she's she's fun. She's she is she's, she's she is incredibly talented. Yeah, and she's funny as fuck. You see her in interviews. She doesn't not. She give seems a fuck. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, she seems real. Yo, I'm gonna work with. Me. I wanna work with James Cameron. There we go. Word. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, you're asking who would be Got cool the new avatars yeah. coming out, man. Yeah, yo, I fucks with Avatar and I fuck with Avatar. I like the the, the, the Nickelodeon yeah. animation, and oh, I actually sure. really, I actually yeah. really like James Cameron's Avatar. People I, I shit on it. it. I fucking we, love that shit. The story lacks let's, a little bit. Let's blend all this I, shit. It's Pocahontas, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. an archetype. Basically. Yeah. You know, pop culture and some it's comic a, it's book shit. It's kind of a typical like white savior narrative, but. I went to the theater three times to see that because I found it visually like just incredible. Yeah. I went just to watch. It was so amazing. Well, um, just, I think for me, James Cameron's from a small town in Northern Ontario as well as I'm he's also Canadian. From, yeah, he's Canadian. He's from a small town called Capus Casing mm. and there's a huge logging industry there. I actually tree planted in Capus Casing and Avatar, you, like, there's a, there's a lens to view it as a white savior narrative and, I think there's all kinds of like parts Absolutely. where you're, where you're totally, totally accurate. But the way I perceive that movie and I think what he was trying to say was more about the destruction of the boreal forest and about no the logging industry and mining of the land and actually the, the struggle of the indigenous population in Canada is actually really sad mm. and he was trying to highlight that and I think what he was actually trying to say is a really positive thing absolutely and maybe there's a better way to maybe put some other characters yeah. in better roles that are not just kind of swooping in because sure. it does have that it's it yeah. is the whole plot is essentially exactly Pocahontas right and yeah that's kind of like a played out whatever but I think there is also the messages there, there's dope. also some really yeah. like important messages and layers in that too yeah. and yeah so hopefully he comes correct in the next they're making Avatars. a second one right they're making yeah. four there's more there's a few Whoa. sequels coming yeah I would I'm, I would be interested in watching that in 4 4D yeah Avatar or Endgame uh wait wait, wait. Uh, Avengers Endgame oh sorry yeah okay, my brain um I don't know I call it a the draw. Russo brothers aren't Canadian. I would just go with Canadian. yeah. I, I was gonna stick with James Cameron. <laughs> yeah. I, I I liked I liked I liked the Marvel movies. I liked the Spider Man ones, the new Spider Man ones, a lot. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, shit. Uh, Jordan, do you have any upcoming shows? Oh man, there's always a ton, like yeah. poetry and stuff like that. There's yeah. I'm doing one coming up in um, in October. I forget the date. I'm doing a I'm doing a poetry reading. Actually, uh, I don't know what when this is gonna come out, but next uh, Friday. Oh, okay, on the 17th of September, I'm doing a reading of a whole bunch of young Japanese poets that I translated into English. I'm trying to get you know the younger scene kind of out there to the world. So I'm gonna do a reading of a bunch of them uh, at Tokyo Humanities Cafe. 
And then uh, for those of you Where that are that? down in Kyushu, uh, it's in Shimokitazawa at uh, Good Heavens. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And then uh, I'm going to be down in Kyushu uh, in the city of Omuta at the Omuta Zoo with a bunch of kids writing poetry from the perspective of animals. Join us in front of the giraffe children? enclosure because so I am Jordan Giraffe. There we go. Children, Japanese children writing poetry. Yeah, are you also going to hit the ape? exhibit it's possible i hit every exhibit it's the first zoo in japan that's known for Did nobody else get that animal i got yes, it i, I got, got you, you on that it's the first zoo. kind of just skated over it right there it's the first zoo in japan that respected animal subjectivity and like creates like real habitats and lets them eat what they're normally eating all that kind of stuff Okay. Um, other than that, I would just say thanks, you guys, for having us, for having Misha. Thanks He's having, it's uh, been amazing uh, to work uh, with. No, this thanks, guy. so fun. This is my you, this is my first podcast ever. Do happy oh, to be a part of that. Yeah, you will. Yeah. You know, this is kind of Apex Mountain of podcasting. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Thinking that's number the one, number one hip hop podcast <laughs> yeah. in Asia. We've had some magical people in this room, man, and, for and sure. you're another one of them. Sick. Got to shout out a lot of people. Oh yeah, shout out the whole Diesel team, yeah. Mimu. Daimon, my dad, Damon, for helping me produce a lot of the show. Dude, this dude's whole family came out from Canada. It's crazy. And it, like, they were all in town for at least a couple oh, of weeks chilling you out. You yeah. have siblings? I have my brother. He came out here. It was amazing. Are they also, is he also an artist or creative? Uh, yeah. Well, he's, um, his big thing right now is um, gardening and cooking. He's got a crazy garden and he's like a crazy cool like cocktail. So he's all into like just crazy food. They're like growing like crazy herb gardens, all their own tomatoes. He's got a crazy greenhouse with like a cool cocktail bar built into the greenhouse. So he's just, they're really into like this, like creating awesome culinary experiences. And Dude. That, that's his his big creative outlet lately. I heard he calls it a barden. The barden, yeah. Because mm. it's a bar in a garden. Mega, cut this out of the podcast so nobody else gets Comes that up fucking with that idea. idea I know, right? Incredible. A yeah. barden. It's already yeah. trademarked. Yeah. yeah. Like that's that. dope. Yeah. Word. Uh, so we want to direct you guys over to the Diesel Art Gallery in Shibuya. Go check out that event. It is running uh, after Life World is running until November fourteenth, yep. and it is absolutely amazing. amazing. Go check out uh, Mad Dog Jones on Instagram as well as our guy Jordan Apes Smith. Uh, we'll Anything else coming up, notes, Misha? Um, no, that's it. I'm just kind of working on my next plan now mm. you know i got i got a bunch of uh they got a show in thunder bay yeah yeah i'm playing a show in thunder bay with my band with coleman and uh that's on the 14th so i'm flying back yo all our thunder bay listeners like, tonight yeah, yeah, yeah. go check that out yeah, 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 hey can yeah, i also yeah, yeah. say too there's this there's this rumor that misha might be coming back to japan if enough people are wishing for it and go on and hit them up on Insta, send them messages and love and support and hit up the Diesel Gallery. We're gonna try to mm. try to lure him back to the land of the rising sun before this before this show is over. Yeah. That is fire. Yes. Yes. Fire. Awesome. Yes. Yo, weather forecast. Uh, today is the thirteenth. If you're listening, tomorrow on the fourteenth we have Romance Dawn. That is a big show um, out in Ageha, actually. Uh, that's going to be the Yurafawa Gang, Tay Young Boy, uh, Yellow Bucks, Pablo ba Blasta, amongst some other people. Uh, go check out some dope Japanese hip hop. 
Also, that same day is the breakdown. Our guys, DNZ, DC3, and Putafech down at Coins Bar in Shibuya. They do that every second and fourth Saturday. And second Saturday, so that means Hot is going down in Azabu Juban. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so come get some good food, some good music. Uh, me and my guy, DJ Rockton, a.k.a. Akira. Uh, you're gone by that time, I believe, Misha. Yeah. So. Everybody else, come check us out. And then, um, you have something, Mega? No. (laughs) (laughs) The way you put the mic up, I thought you were going to interject for a second. Actually, uh, this is in October, so my bad. All right, no worries. Uh, On the 15th, I don't know how legit this is, but I'm going straight off the title. The the Japan Juggling Legend DJ Competition 2019. Uh, That's happening at our lounge. DJ competition. Uh, I guess some other stuff is going to be happening. Go check that out. I do got something for that ass. All right. Sofa Nakamegaro on the 16th is Open One featuring Yotaro, DJ Mitsu, The Beats, uh, 0120, Hall, Yagi, Actor, yeah, uh, Charlie Abbott, our guy Phonics, our guy El Sugi, Kavd. Uh, Lidley, Matatabi, mm-hmm. Optic, Shune. Oh, uh, it's an open pretty session. much everybody. Yeah, it's going to be a really dope anniversary party. Is that for a Sofa. big show? Okay, that uh, makes 11, sense. 11 year anniversary party in a double album release joint. So that's the holiday. The so you're free. Go check yeah, that yeah. shit out. I'm guessing that's daytime. Yeah. Uh, five no, that is going to be to whatever. from yes five to eleven. Bet. Yeah. Go check that well, out. Next uh, time we get next time you come out here, you should come check out one of the beat shows. It's a really amazing mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, our guy. And our guy D. Dallinger is also performing at them often. So, is he at yeah. this one? No. Okay. Uh, the day before that, on the 15th also, we have... Actually, I'm not going to talk about that. Let's talk about the same day. On the 16th, uh, Jay Park is performing at uh, Toyosu Pit uh, for his world tour in Asia. I'm not going to comment on that, but go check that out. And uh, recently announced Speakeasy is doing a three-day thing down in Yokohama at uh, the Red Brick Warehouse, Akarenga Koso, Soko. And uh, yeah, you're going to come see us do our thing. I'm playing on the 16th, the Monday, the holiday. So I know you're free. Come get that. Not me. And Working. Oh, no respect. I'm like Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> of the podcast game. I didn't even know what to say about that. Ah, well, you damn. Know, write a letter to your congressman, <laughs> a congressperson. Uh, and, of course, the calendar is thick. There's lots of uh, regular events going on. Um, Super Plume is happening at Contact. Uh, that's, you know, a regular party with DJ Yass, uh, sometimes Donuts Disco Deluxe. There are lots of dope. Uh, Tokyo DJs on that show and yeah we do Cool and Coins every Thursday at uh, Coins Bar in Shibuya that's me and my guy Urban Aristocrat Kirk Franklin is here from the 21st to the 23rd hallelujah stomp are you familiar with Kirk Franklin you don't have to be that new Kanye is pretty good or um Francis and the Lights featuring Kanye. It's pretty good. Haven't listened yet. No. It's all right. I like, I'm not going to say I like Francis and the Lights. I like the, goddamn. I like the uh, effect he's had on Kanye. 
And this might be the first song of his that I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. Hmm. Hmm. I like the, I like his song with Chance. That's a cool song. Yeah, that's a great song. Yeah. yeah. Peace to the gods and the earth's Mega Late Show episode number 88. Shout out to Mad Dog Jones, Misha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to yeah. Thanks, Apes, guys. Jordan, Giraffes. Yeah. We got theme music to go out on, y'all. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Super love. I got to get some food in me. Same desk. Wife probably mad. Wife probably mad. That's the motto. That's <laughs> how <laughs> my life works, man. Thanks, guys. With that dirty elephant sideways in your mentions Mention my name only with great if you got to Otherwise keep my fucking name out your top box The top notch marksman hit the target with the blindfold Turn around and poke a third eye out the socket I got my iris upon the prize Got a pilot's license to be this fly Fly by rap guys get lapped on a daily A lot of gun bars that I kept on safety Kept on going got slept on crazy Fuck it I can do it in my sleep on the regular The name's so religious the bar's still secular No church in the wild wild west no testaments just the damned and the furious everybody's asking who the best brown rapper is like dog is you serious been that dude since my debut drive direct my own shit to cut my own cloth wrote my own script and did my own stunt said i die iconic and i ain't blink once thumby thumby solo solo and the matter yet on the planet that can keep the 16 at the hip showdown under pressure and the matter yet in the city with these flows i came for the smoke skirt off in a tesla i made it out alive and anticipated that i would lead a legion of geniuses to the pilgrimage i had an out-of-body experience by the time i caught a body hope somebody was filming it i wrote up in a trojan inside of this industry to let the motherfuckers know what a tamil is i 
should have seen it coming with leeches, but that's the least of my fears. Deep dive in this beast with blood in the water. These sharks are circling on us. I'm out for me and my daughter. These species are getting slaughtered. Play my position and make a meal off of vision and multiply it by nine and divide it up with my kindred. This beat I pharaoh, that Andre, the hieroglyphics. That higher caliber, higher caliber driven. I put a fork in my vision as soon as I see the light of God and I got a hold of this golden touches for Midas.
완벽한 낮이 빛나는 반지 고민할 시간에 난 그냥 하지 I feel like rock I'm feeling cocky People don't like They wanna fight me 우주엔 별의별 사람들 살 최고의 쪽 바로 내 자신 나는 또내 길을 가지 헤드드 내 음악 들으면 욕할 것 차지 uh, 덕분에 많은 걸 사지 비싼 옷두가 빛나는 악세사리 인정해 너무나 사지스럽지만 행복해 잠시 계속 또 앞으로 가는 날까지 성공의 향 Ain't no stop it 내 머릿속 어두운 터널 강가선 너무 겨울과 여름 새로운 앨범 신나는 공 복수는 내고 난못 멈춰 넌못 막아 Ain't no stop it Ain't no stop it Stopping the champagne from popping The show that I'm rocking Album after album after album Keep dropping <laughs>